in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, September 16th. It is game day. Welcome to the UofL College of Business Studios, the remote studios today. We're in Jeffersonville, Indiana, the OG. Uh, actually, Trevor, can you turn me down a little bit more? Sorry. It is booming in my the one year where the headphones work in here. Because it's probably underneath you, so I turned it up. Yeah. I don't, I, I, we may have to do that during the... There, there we go. Perfect. You nailed better. it. Look at you. If there's something wrong in the OG studios, Trevor Kelsey knows how to fix it. He's the only one. He's the OG whisperer. Uh, we're here from 3 to 6 today, getting you ready for kickoff. Louisville, Florida State. This is a biggie, folks. You know it. 7.30 ESPN, home opener, Cardinal Stadium, red out, Michael Bush jersey honor, all that stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about it for the next three hours. I, I kind of like that this is becoming a little bit of a tradition. If we win tonight, I feel like every Friday, we don't have any more Friday games this season, but every Friday we're going to have to come over here across the bridge, do the, the show from the OG. I'm going to have to get Torchy's Tacos. You're going to have to do whatever it is you do on Friday nights before games. I don't even want to know. That's fine. Um, maybe cover a Bats game, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and then we're going to have to do the show here. I mean, I, I I mentioned last week driving in here the the lovely sights and sounds of Jeffersonville, Indiana. I loved seeing the uh, the salon that is also now, according to a printed-out piece of paper on the side of the sign, uh, a, a smoke shop. And then right next to that is, I passed it again today, the house that on one side of their front porch has a American flag. On the other, it says uh, F. Joe Biden. It's the full-on F. Joe, with the actual word written. They and then, they haven't taken it down yet. But today, they now have, new this week, they have a bunch of, like, fall decor. They've got, like, all this, like, very bright, very, like, bubbly, very happy, like, happy fall, like, happy fall tea, pumpkins everywhere, smiling pumpkins, all this stuff, all underneath a, a sign that legitimately has the F word on it. it it's just a... I'm ready to do radio. When I see that, I'm like, let's go. Welcome let's to Southern Indiana. Beat FSU. This is this is where our mind is. I want to hear from you from you for the next three hours on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we love Thornton's. We love Kelly Leonardo. There are 6,013 Thornton's in this area, be for a good reason. I use that number appropriately because uh, I was trying to do the Florida State score. I botched it, but that's okay. I, I messed it up. That's fine. Was it six th- <laughs> there are 6,023. I, I thought it was 21 we beat them. I think it was 60 to 23, wasn't it? Or 63 to 20. I thought it was there are 63,020 <laughs> area Thornton's locations for a good reason uh, because 
because they're the best at what they do. Download the Refreshing Rewards app today. It's going to save you money every time you have to fuel up. Or if you want to stop inside and grab some donuts, grab some coffee, grab some whatever, uh, that Refreshing Rewards app is going to help you out there as well. Trevor, you grabbed some donuts from Thornton's on the way out yesterday. I'm sure I you did. enjoyed those last night. I did enjoy them last night. It was uh, I enjoyed them while I was watching American Beauty last night around uh, 2 a.m. Classic combination, Thornton's and American Beauty. I watched it right after I watched uh, Sansa and Lambs. Jeez, you were in an uplifting mood last night. <laughs> You're going you to cry during the show today? I followed that with the, the classic 1990s James Belushi, Mr. Destiny. I figured it had to be a comedy. Your, yeah. your, your trilogies of movies, your trios of movies, try, never have anything in common. I try to touch everything, right? I try to hit all yeah, genres in some way. Once again, not... I thought don't, we don't established me with kids. Come on. I thought we made that clear yesterday. I, did, I wasn't going to make the comparison, but there you go. Uh, obviously, we're talking Florida State today. It's going to be a, a big-time show. I'm excited about it. Uh, I, I think that this should be should be the best crowd we've had at a home game since, I mean, at least pre-pandemic, right? I mean, maybe dating back to, I, unfortunately, because we were getting ready for Virginia to be born, I couldn't stay for the Notre Dame game, the season opener, Satterfield's first game. I know that crowd was good, but also it was a crowd that, let's be real, by and large expected us to lose. We were, I think we were like 21-point underdog in that game. There was not a whole lot of hope coming off of the disaster that was 2018. 2018 was a disaster. Like, this could, and I'm curious to hear from people who are going to be there. I can't get a, a real solid feel on it because, you know, little football fans are still a little bit all over the place. Certainly they're more bought in this week than they were uh, going into to last Friday's game. But I think that this has a chance to be the best home crowd we've seen for a, a game at Cardinal Stadium since, like, the 2017 Clemson game when game day was here. I don't think the crowd will get to that level, certainly, but it could be the best since then because, I mean, we've been waiting. I mean, you have the COVID year in 2020 when only so many people can come. Last year, I think people were wanting to get excited. I mean, the, the big games on the home schedule last year, you never really got a chance to get into. Like UK, you were never really into the game. You, you never had a chance to for that to be a special type crowd. And now tonight, you've got Friday night, you've got the red out, You've got the first it being the first home game of the season. You have this renewed enthusiasm about the future of Cardinal football because of what the staff is doing on the recruiting trail. And I think you also have you have a want. Like, like the fan base wants to get back to doing this at a high level. We we had a, a period of time there where I think we thought it was just going to continue forever, and our down seasons were going to be like seven and five, six and six, and those were going to be a rarity. And now you know it's just it's been a while since we've been nationally relevant. I think fans are are desperate to get back there. Florida State's always going to be a name brand that moves the needle. I expect this to be. I could be wrong. I expect it to be a very good crowd. I think it should be a great environment. Imagine what it'd have been if things hadn't gotten weird against Syracuse. You're not wrong. Again, we talked about that all off season. It would have been better certainly, but it's. I think it still will be very good. And you know what? You're you're probably right. While it may be still, it may be the one of the better crowds we've had, and I can't think of. Any reason why not? I think I think Michael Bush being honored should help bring out a, a large chunk of that, putting that over the top of being the better crowd. It's still, I don't. I mean, we're still not selling out. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, what are we looking at? Stripes, a half a stripe, quarter stripe. I think it could be a one stripe game. Looking at at least a full stripe. I'm looking at at least a full stripe. That's I mean, top, I mean that if we're Notre doing a full game, stripe, three quarters of that stripe is because of Michael Bush to me. Yeah, I don't know about that. The, I'd hope so. That Notre Dame game was a big time home crowd. Again, it was. You know, I think we did a red out for that or a blackout for that too. It was, it was definitely a color game. Notre Dame coming to town is a, is a big time deal. First time playing at Cardinal Stadium. New coach, renewed enthusiasm, and that game I thought was going to sell out. It didn't. Um, that wasn't even. I think that was a like a one stripe game. It still is the <laughs> biggest crowd in the history of Cardinal Stadium. 
but it's. I like how we've we've become accustomed now to adjusting crowd sizes by stripes. When the when the when the I mean, the no stripe game comes for the first time, it's going to be the biggest celebratory day in the history of the Rutherford I mean, we Show. We're going to no, go nuts. We haven't had no stripe game since what the blackout. The thing is, like, oh, Clemson. We're going to have. I mean, well, we didn't have. We've we've never had a no stripe game technically well, since no, that but stadium if, expanded. But if, but if we'd had Florida State here in sixteen with that that logo, that'd have been a no stripe. Oh yeah, that would have been a no stripe. Yeah, I love that. Like even loyal listeners of the show probably have like like sixteen of them. Like, know what we're talking about. Everybody else is like, what the hell are these guys talking about? We're going to do an episode one day and be like, it's a no-stripe game, baby! And like 5% of the listening audience is going to be excited. The other 95 is like, uh, I mean, what? I'm tuned in here to listen to you guys get excited about the game. I've got no clue what you're talking about. And that's okay. That's, that's, that's fine. Uh, we're raring to go. I think it's going to be... This is one of those games where if you... And, this is what winning last week gives you the opportunity to do, right? You, you get have to some, have some kind of hope. Have some kind of hope for okay, sure. Yeah, you yeah. you laugh like I think that's legitimate because if we were zero and two going into this game, we'd be talking about this game and saying, you know, maybe this could happen, that could happen. In the back of our minds, we'd have very little faith about this team's ability to win tonight and to turn around the entire season. But all of a sudden, beating UCF, it gives you it gives you the opportunity to say. If they can beat what appears to be a much better Florida State team than we've seen in recent years, it's early, but they appear to be much better than they have been in recent years. You look at the rest of the the first half of the schedule and you say, South Florida next week, Nooner, should be a win. That's the one game, I think, along with James Madison, maybe even more so than James Madison, you circle and say, we should get that one. All of a sudden, Boston College and Virginia not looking nearly as as formidable or average as we thought they were going to be going into the season. Those are two road games. Both seem winnable. If you win tonight, all of a sudden you're like, hey, man, we could be 5-1 and one going into the second half of the season. The second half is, is certainly where the much, much tougher games, five of the six games in your second half of the season right now are against ranked opponents. So that is a, uh, it's a you know, large hill to walk up. And if you don't have a, a winning record, if you're not at least 4-2, and two, you're probably in danger of not even being bowl eligible. So this is the like this this could be that game that we look back at, like you've mentioned a lot of times the 2018 season where things just officially went totally haywire for Bobby Petrino, and you say that's when I think we knew we were going to have a better season than we expected, or you can say that's when we lost our chance to have a better season than we expected. And I don't want to go over the top here, but let's say. Let's say we end up going eight and four this season or seven and five. We we do enough to keep Scott Satterfield's job. The recruiting class stays intact. We are reaping the benefits of that two or three years down the line. You know, we're we're back to being nationally relevant. We're in the national rankings. We're pursuing a spot in the newly expanded playoffs. We might be able to look back and say, if we don't win that game against Florida State week three, Satterfield might get fired. Satterfield does get fired. The recruiting class falls apart. Who knows where we are right now? This like this could be one of those types of games that you look back at, like we do now with that 2018 Florida State game, and say, man, things could have been really different if we'd won, or things could have been really different if we'd lost. This is the first time Louisville and Florida State have met when Florida State has a winning record since. Fill in the blank. Certainly was not last year. No. I don't think it was. I, I know 2021, we were, or 2017, Lamar's uh, last season, we were both struggling. It might be since 2016. I'm going to. Winning record. I think they, I feel like they were 500 when we played them in 2017. I'm going to say 2016. They were 2 0. That is correct. Man, that's they, wild. They were, they were 500, 2 and 2 when we met in 18. In 18, okay. They, they were 500, but they. Technically, did not have you know words matter. They do. They did not have a winning record. Not a winning record. Now, 
here's the eerie little thing about that 2016 team that came in also 2-0 mm-hmm. to play Louisville. Now that obviously we went there, not come here. They beat a t- number. No, they, this, they, they, that game was here, 2016. Oh, you're right. That's yeah, you're, right you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I'm looking at Florida State's record for a second. So you're right. Coincidences? They blew out a Charles, Charleston Southern team, much like they blew out Duquesne or whoever it was earlier this year. Hmm. They upset. Well, I wouldn't say upset because they were ranked number four. But they beat a number 11th ranked Ole Miss. And they were down in their, big in that game. Another game, half. 45-35. 2-0. They beat a, a cupcake in an SEC team coming in that, that time, this time. You you coincidentally making the reference to 63-20 when you came onto the show? I can further that, too, by the I'm, way. That game is, against Ole Miss was also like, the, the LSU game. I know, it's flickering. <laughs> it's, it's Scott communicating. Remember that last was, week? That was that was the that was the OG gods. And that was Douglas, my man, saying, you are right, guys. He's right. That is how it's going to work. You have nailed all the, the – the, all the stars are aligning way too much. It's the upside-down Scott Satterfield. He's, and I, and last stuck night, in the upside-down. Last down. night before I went to bed, the last thing I watched, they were replaying yes, last year's uh, Florida State Louisville game on ACC Network at Boom. four in the morning. Love it. But to, to further your point about the the comparisons with 2016, that Ole Miss game, I remember. I think it was a Monday night game. It was either a Monday night it game was. or a Sunday night game. So it was a it was one of the weeknight games on Labor Day weekend, Monday which is night. the exact same this year. They played on Sunday night against LSU. Yeah. Because that that Monday night game, I remember. I was so I was going to be so pissed that they lost it because I knew we had them in week three, and I wanted that game to be as hyped up as it was as, as possible. And they were down relatively big at halftime against Ole Miss. 28-6. to six. And Jameis Winston came in the locker room and gave like a this big speech where he was like, you got the best receivers in the damn league. And like I, I played the clip like 50 times on the show the next day on the radio show because I thought it was so funny. But I was very happy that they won that game just so we would have maximum hype for our game. And certainly we ended up getting game day in town for the first time, and it was – I, a day that I think nobody will forget, and hopefully they outscored them twenty three nothing in the third quarter. I remember it was yeah. a wild comeback, and I also kind of remember like watching that game and being like, "I'm glad they're winning, and I'm also glad they don't look superhuman." Like I think we can get these guys. I felt oh, we did. I felt very. The only thing that left me like not confident about that game was we had had that recent history where we would get up big on them. And then just like they would come back on everybody, and they 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 done it to us in 2014 and I think 2015, and that was kind of Florida State's mo at that point in, in time was we get down big early and then we make ridiculous comebacks. So I remember we were up what was it 35 to 10 I think at halftime, and I'm like I'm not celebrating, I'm I'm, I'm not so. And the first possession we make them go three and out, Jair returns the punt for a touchdown, and I'm like okay I'm I'm, I'm kind of feeling good. I don't think these guys are coming back, but I'm still not 100 percent convinced. And then after the Lamar gigantic run, it was like, okay, there's there's nothing they can do. We are going to blow these dudes out of the water. This is embarrassing for them. We're very good. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it was a it was a perfect day. Here's hoping for a perfect night tonight. Oh, it's gonna be good. I'm 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 starting to feel good. I'm start I'm starting I'm starting to lean towards that plus two and a half. It's now up to I, I've seen it at plus three or plus I'm three. I'm starting leading plus three and a half. I'm I've start, seen the spread's been moving towards I, FSU all week. I know, I know, it's, I know, I know. I've been down this road before, and I've convinced myself before, and I've put the money on the line before. The bats definitely didn't help me out last night. No, they didn't. Well, Sorry. Actually, they they won. Actually, but against them. <laughs> Trevor, well, you can't say that. So, well, come on. I won the night. The night before, I bet on them and won. Okay. Well, I didn't think they'd win two in a row though. Keep betting on them. Well, no, I mean, you bet against the bats. Win two in a row. I did win on the Chargers though. Um, you, by the way, uh, I was going to. I meant to start the show with this. If you go back and listen to the very end of the show, you didn't give a a, a, predict, a score prediction, but you said Chiefs win by three, Chargers cover. Yeah. 
You nailed it. I, and I, I was proud of myself. I said 31-27. The final was, I think, 27-24. I very rarely give the actual score out when I predict stuff because I just, I'm, I'm, ne- I'm never right about that. I'm, I'm better guessing the, the, the deficit than I am the actual score. Because I had thought that I'd said like 30-27. And I'm like, damn, I was like, I was really close. And then I went back and listened to it this morning, and I'm like, I was close. I feel proud of myself. But Trevor like nailed it spot on. Like, you I were got, even better. I got a little worried when the Chargers got the intercept. They, they picked him off for the touchdown. And- Oh, yeah, that was. It's been a big week of you being wrong, according to the text lines. The text line needs to give you credit today. They, <laughs> Thank you. Trevor was right about something. Give him a little props. I was also right that, that Florida State wears burgundy. No, you, no, you weren't. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I still dare anyone to take me a picture of burgundy and garment and put them next Garnet. to each other. Garnish and put them next to each other and show me there's a difference. You can Google this and see the difference. I for googled. Yourself. I did it yesterday, and every time I Google uh, garment. And in burgundy, they both came up the same color. Is it garment, garment, or garnish? Garnish, garnish. I don't know what it is. It's 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 garbage, is what it is. Garnish. Because it's not true. It's burgundy. We've got you to can put you can put lipstick on the pig all you want, people. It's still a pig. It's it, it's a color. Like I don't know how you're arguing what a color is. Uh, we've got to we, we're having the same type of show that we we had last week, where we'll be on from. Three to five normal stations. We don't know when we're going off. <laughs> we we do. We okay. we know we know this week. We know. I made sure. I talked to Troy yesterday. I'm like, can we make sure? Uh, we're on fourteen fifty ninety six one per usual from three to five. We'll be on actually three to six on fourteen fifty and ninety six one from five to six. We'll we'll co we'll go over to nine seventy WGTK as well and be the pre pregame show leading into Paul Rogers and company. They'll have their pregame show from six to seven thirty. And again, you can hear all the action tonight uh, on our sister station, the new home of Cardinal Athletics, nine seventy WGTK. It's going to be a blast. Can we call ourselves the premature show, pre-show? I wouldn't. <laughs> I feel like it's fitting. I'd avoid it. I'm staying clear of that. That's no cap. During the uh, <laughs> during the the five thirty, right, kind of. All right. You're all over it. You're you're, you're close. During the 5.30 to 6 segment, we'll do our picks. Uh, per usual, high school game of the week was a uh, obvious choice. Uh, runaway winner. Did, uh, I forgot to – you already put the, the poll up? Widener didn't make the, the, the list. Right? We didn't even put it on the list. They didn't make the list. They okay, I, first of all, I, I, I know it's not going to win, but he needs to make the list every week just for me, man. Come on. I don't ask for Most much weeks – it, it came in last last week in a very open care. week. It was a very open week. I don't give a bleep what place it always comes in. I legit thought it was going to win. And it came in dead last last week. So it, it, like this week, the, the schedule was a little bit better. Trinity Mail was the obvious winner. Uh, I think they got 73% of the vote. There's still an hour left to vote, by the way. Ballard Butler. I'm not voting because, you know. <laughs> Central Fern Creek and Holy Cross Dawes are your, your four choices. Oh, you didn't get you didn't get Wordle today? I didn't. It I, was a – I won't give it away, but like it was – I you can see I, I, vibes were off this morning. I was very, very pissed off. And everybody had the same thing as me. I, I'm not convinced this is an actual word. But it's one of those that has like you know it could be like seventeen different words based on the four letters if you get them correct. And I saw the New York Times put out like the the usual hit rate, like the average like a correct percentile. I, mean, I didn't get it either too. By the you way, you didn't get it. Yeah, it's, I thought the last uh, you had you had more, you 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 dropped the ball way more than I did. I th- see. I thought about the word that it actually was, and I'm like, I don't think that's a word. And I so I didn't guess it. And I ended up, but like the New York Times says, like their hit rate, the they percentage of people who usually get Wordle correct is around like 96% on any given day. And today it's like 41. Like a majority of people are getting it wrong. So, wait a minute, so my, 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 my percentage of 83% is, is good, right? 
If only 41% of the people get it uh, uh, daily. No, no, 41% got it today. On a usual, oh. on a usual day, 96% of people get it right. Oh, I like the other way around better. Yeah, today has been, it's been a— It snapped, it snapped my eight-day eight, eight winning streak, too. It snapped my—I think I was at, like, 54. It snapped mine. It was bad. Why, why you just got to always, like, like just, like, just make me look bad with my—like, my, my biggest streak is, like, 18. Mine, I was coming up on my biggest one. It was 61. I was—today, yesterday was also my 211th play. Nice. I'd See, I had the first three letters for the last two words, and I, I just missed the last letter twice. I never thought to guess— the other the, the letter that it is yeah anyway no more world talk um the do you expect there to be because there's always a decent florida state contingent at these games i saw that they well we won't know because everybody's wearing red and they wear red too no that's not how it's gonna be <laughs> they sent back a like a small amount of tickets which means they like there's the visitor section should be pretty good you always have them scattered throughout the crowd too no, you no. also have like I said this jokingly earlier, but it's a real thing. You've got UK fans who grew up as Florida State football fans because that was a big thing in like the '90s. Who will show up and wear FSU stuff? They've got. I've got. I also. I know them as geeks. I jokingly said I was was going to do this. I'm going to do it now officially. Our mutual friend uh, TJ Beisner, of course, works at UK. He texted me to let me know earlier this week. He's like. I think he was just trying to get out in front of this in a serious manner. He listens to the show. If you're listening, TJ, I'm sorry. I'm doing this. I like TJ. He was like. Don't ask me why, but my youngest son decided a few years ago that he's like a Florida State football fan. Okay, I thought you were gonna say TJ was. I was like, wait, no, a no, minute, no, 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 TJ's all UK. Yeah, he's a Mavericks fan, but he's like, weird, my but... youngest son decided he's he's a Florida State football fan. So we're going to be at the game on Friday night. I'm not gonna be wearing like UK stuff. I'm not gonna be wearing Florida State stuff. I'm going to be neutral. But just like, I don't want people to like send you pictures and be like, Bizer's doing the UK thing where he's trolling. I'm like. I was like, no worries, man. I will definitely call you out about this on the radio and in print and on podcast. Don't worry. We're going to say T.J. Beister's going there just to troll U of L. But it made me. I mean, as long as this kid didn't pick UK, clearly he's he's this pretty smart junior. I mean, right? So I haven't even like thought. I haven't thought about this mentally, like what I would do if Virginia or John decides when they like come of age that they just don't want to be a U of L fan. Like, I've just sort of assumed, and now I'm hearing like Beister's got this going on. My buddy Danny, who lives in Columbus, he talked about this on the podcast, I think, last week, saying, like, you know, Louisville has not been good. His son's his eighth birthday is actually today. Louisville has not been good for Cam's life. And he goes to school now, and, like, all of his friends are Ohio State fans, and Ohio State's really good. And, he, like, the other day he came home and he was like, Dad, is it okay if I cheer for Ohio State? Like, you know, all my friends are in my – and Danny's like, it's kind of hard for me to sit there and, like, tell him no. But I don't know what I would do. I feel like I, if my kid is just like, hey, I'm a Michigan fan – I feel like I would be like, no, you're not, because I feel like that's what my dad would have done with me. But it just it never crossed my mind growing up to root for another team than like the ones that my dad and older brothers did. I mean, it's kids go through phases, though. You know, some some more awkward than others. For example, even I, in in my early days, and this is from the basketball perspective. You've admitted this. I don't want you don't have to do it again. So, I know, but I, I liked Ohio State. I know. I, I was. I, I just, listen, Jimmy Jackson was. I, I was a big fan of Jimmy Jackson. I was, listen, I was 11 years old, man. Come on. And you know, Louisville was. I, I think to say not very, not competitive would be you know, maybe overstating it. So I mean, it, it was you know, Ohio State had was a good run through the 90s, and they made the Final Four in '99, and Louisville watched over for Louisville. I was kind of you know. Like I, I was in Ohio State. Plus, I you know I'd played pickup with Scooney Penn at one point. I'd met Ken Johnson. I did, you know. So I, I had Trader. connections. Trader. 
But Louisville still always it, it will be the number one, and, and and for the most part, after the '90s, it kind of faded. And Louisville's always been, you know, my true and only love. I was always going down with the ship. I was always, I was always here. Even like six-year-old Mike was like, "This kind of sucks." I'm going to Southern Miss football games. <laughs> I mean, I was still twenty thousand people at Cardinal Stadium. I mean, I this was... is who I am. This is what I do. I'll never waver. Well, the football, it's harder to just to. to to gauge for me because I didn't like I mean I was into college football but I was more into the NFL when I especially when I was in my early teens like I liked Louisville I followed Louisville but I didn't I didn't definitely didn't follow any other like college like I I guess I did follow Ohio State a little bit like Joey Galloway and company but I mean it was it was basically I, I wasn't a huge college football guy in the 90s as much as I was until late 90s quick reminder if you're heading out to the game this afternoon today tonight whenever Make sure you plan a little bit of extra time. We've got Bourbon and Beyond's going on right now. You're going to have traffic going on there. There's a different – I can't remember what – there's should another – thought of that when they made these schedules? Should they have, like, coincided? No, you can't do that. There's another festival going on tonight as well. Also, the I-71 South shutdown of Gene Snyder is going to happen uh, starting at 8 o'clock. So – it's going to be really huff, tough, I, th- I think, to get home, but it might be a little tough getting out there as well. So if you're planning to leave at 6, leave at 5.30. Whatever, whatever you're planning on doing, maybe leave 30 minutes earlier. I mean, the traffic coming in here to OG was fine, oh, it always but is. the traffic, if you were going downtown, like staying on 64 West, was way backed up, way worse than it usually is. So I need, I need your help. Where, where is this exactly is the 71 shutdown going to be? Because I take 71 a lot. It's the shutdown. It's, it's only shut down like, to the Watterson is all I know. So like where, where from Gene Snyder to the Watterson. So the the the, the, the section I drive on is not going to be shut down. I've got no idea what what section you're driving on. I get on the I I I come on seventy one where it splits with Cincinnati and Louisville downtown Louisville. I don't know. I don't either. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. You're gonna have to figure that on your own map. I don't. I'm gonna figure it out by pulling up tomorrow and being on the roads closed. Yeah. I'm like, the, the other reason why I would leave a little bit early, too, you're going to have – there are new security measures being taken into effect, going into effect tonight at Cardinal Stadium. You're going to have new people working. The first game's always a little bit of a hiccup. I, I expect it to be, certainly be smoother than the first game last year, uh, which was a disaster. But, you know, just, again, plan ahead. Don't be the the fans that are rolling in at 7.15 expecting just to waltz right in. It's just not It's not going to work that way. So get there as early as possible. It's going to be a big crowd tonight. Make sure you're ready to go. Uh, by the way, if you are, windmills with that. Per, yeah, mean, if you are, <laughs> if you're tailgating right now, if you're on your way in, shoot us a picture. Uh, tweet it at us at Card Chronicle at Trevor Kelsey, or you can send it to us on the Thornton Sex Line at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We want to know what's going on. I want to know the. Cre- I I feel like, and I don't know. Maybe this is just me getting old, but back in the day, like ten years ago, when I was doing the, the website, there would always be like the college kids would would be like sending me emails, sending me me tweets of themselves like tailgating through the night. Like they'd go out to the old you, you could go to the fairgrounds lot, you could start tailgating at like midnight and they would you know, if the game was at 3:30, they'd be there all night long like sending me stuff at like 4 a.m. like come on out Mike, 3 a.m. I don't feel like I see those stories anymore and maybe it's just because the college kids don't read blogs anymore. Disappoint you a little or, bit. Or like aren't as active on on Twitter or social media, but like I'd like to know who had the longest tailgate going today. It's a big time game. Somebody should have done a 24-hour tailgate for it. So if that's you, let us know. We'll hit the text line after the break. We'll talk a little bit about this game, the X's and O's, the matchups we need to keep an eye on, what makes us feel confident, what doesn't make us feel confident. That's coming your way next here. Live from the UofL College of Business Studios in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 The Big X.
him up. I mean you body body. I mean you say you body body. Oh. I represent. represent. It's 1990s Thriller. It's Master P. Yeah, they label me a drug, a drug dealer. dealer. Cause I'm bout. I'm bout. I mean I'm rowdy. I, I have what them killers that everybody talk about. We doing this. This is a U of L legend right here. Cardinal legend Master P. We need more of this. I like where your head is today. We need more Archie too. A little later in the show. I hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have that ready, queued up for five thirty or six. Good. Okay. Good. Just making sure. Just, just putting it out there. Uh, welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show again, live from the U of L College of Business Studios. We are in Jeffersonville, Indiana today, trying to run it back two weeks in a row, pulling out victories in the OG. If we do, you know we're back here next Friday. I don't even care if the game Saturday. Uh, we're here because we have a lot of moving pieces on the weekend. We've got, uh, of course, tonight the U of L Florida State game will be on. Our family of networks, 970 WGTK, uh, here on this station, 1450 The Big X, the home of Sanex football. I believe we'll have we'll have Sanex tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Sanex and is it Elders? Sanex yeah. is yeah. They're, they're playing, they're playing a, on the road. Yeah, on the road, and then Trinity versus Mail. I think is on 93.4. That sounds about right. I think that's right tonight because we have uh, 970. Usually the home I'm of the sure, Rocks. We'll have the U of L game. I'm not sure where Justin is landing. Scoots tonight. could be anywhere. You, you, you never know. He's floating around. He's all over the place. He's just he's doing his scoots thing on Friday night. You just tune into a high school game. Maybe you're gonna hear Scooter Dingus. You, by, you never know. By the way, when I was when I was queuing up this song earlier, I'd completely forgot about this verse right here. You know about it. You know about it. Because you know we bad about I, it. Getting shout outs and random rap songs in like the <laughs> late nights, early was, was such a good better? feeling. Like that was like there was nothing cooler when you're when you're you know a teenager, and you get to hear your city and it's I mean that, that was those I mean smile from ear to ear as a kid. I, I got the the Project Pat his first album when he broke his first solo album when he broke out from Three Six Mafia, and the very first song at the end of the song he's just like shouting out random cities with the B word after them like like you know he's like <laughs> Indian up and like going on and I'm like Miami. And like I keep like he keeps going on and on. I'm like, is he gonna do it? It's the very last one. He's like Louisville, B, Louisville, and I'm like, yes. It was a, it was such a feel good moment. It was so great. You probably like, were you also what's, what's the song? What's the country song with the that mentions the Louisville Slugger bat to the baseball? Oh, that's bat? Carrie Underwood. Yeah, you hear that song? That's all I think of is, is the Louisville because it says Louisville in the song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't, even know, don't even know who she is. Carrie Underwood. She's she was pretty popular. Still yeah, is. She was hot. Uh, before we get into the, the, the Florida State talk, I've, yeah, I don't think she makes much music anymore, but she's still a star, okay. celebrity. I, I, I got to apologize to the person on the text line. By the way, we're still giving, today we'll name the, the text line, text of the week. Did you name yesterday's? It was your day yesterday. Yeah, I picked the person. Um, I, I started on the, the list, so okay. I can go back and see. I can't remember what they said, but I, I enjoyed it. It was early in the show. That's an option on Google's thing? You can favorite text. Really? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. I wanted. I, I want to apologize to the texture from like Tuesday because they put this on on my plate and I dropped the ball. I didn't realize just how funny this was. He was like, "You got to." He's like, "Have you seen this Brian Ferent stuff? This is hilarious. You got to watch this." And I, I just totally forgot about it because I, I couldn't watch it on when we were on the air and I didn't really know what was going on. He's like, "It's a cameo." So apparently, so Iowa football so far they played two games. The first game they famously scored seven points without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, the kicked field goal and had two safeties in a, in a seven three win over South Dakota State last week. They get beat ten to seven by Iowa State. Only scored so Brian Ferentz, who is the son of Iowa head coach Kirk Ferentz, is the offensive coordinator, and Iowa fans have gone to cameo 
and they have started getting like celebrities to send messages directly to Brian Ferentz. Oh, that is brilliant. That <laughs> talk about like, hey man, you need to keep your head up. Like, you know, your your dad still loves you. I know you have a lot of family support. <laughs> oh. You might want to go back home. And when you get a cameo request, because again, Trevor, I'm I'm on cameo. I don't know if you knew this. I know. I'm gonna order you a cameo. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. Have, if I had you could do a cameo, telling me how awesome I am and how right I am about everything, would you have to do it? See, but like, I, I don't know who it goes to. If somebody just said, like, they they tell you like this is for my friend, like Trevor, and he's having a hard time, like you, you need to let him know that he was really right about something. Like they give you a description. Yeah. Of course, you can say no to this, but like that's true. You don't know. Like so, like one of my one of my buddies from college had me send a cameo to one of my other friends from college for his birthday. And I had no idea that it was for him. It was like this like inside nickname that he has. Like he apparently he does it every year with somebody from Cameo. So I made this whole video to like one of my better friends and had no idea I was actually making it for him. So poor Bob Stoops sees that he's sending a message to Brian and he's got no idea that it's going to Brian Ferentz. Uh, but this was the the first cameo that poor Brian Ferentz got from uh, from former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops. Hello there, Brian. Bob Stoops here saying hi and uh, listen. I know you've had a tough couple of uh, two, three years there, but the good news is your family still supports you, buddy, especially your dad. He wants you to know that. But uh, and even though everyone else seems to be against you, sometimes the best advice is to break free from the family business, man. Go do what you got to do. So uh, anyhow, all the best to you and a big boomer sooner and good luck. I mean, it's so, it's so mean, but it's so brilliant. So you think, Hello that, there. You think that's good? They then go and get Iowa head men's basketball coach Fran McCaffrey to do something similar. This is the uh, the, the message that Fran McCaffrey, unknowingly for, for himself, sent to uh, Iowa OC Brian Ferentz. Hey, Brian. Fran McCaffrey here. I wanted to reach out and let you know that all of us in the Hawkeye family are thinking about you. Your family loves you. Your dad loves you. The Hawkeyes love you. Maybe think about making a move back to New England. But wherever you go, wherever you are, the Hawkeye family will always be with you. Go Hawks. I mean, it's it's oh, it's cruel, but it's brilliant. If you're going to troll somebody, that's... No, it's, it's utterly brilliant. It's great. It's so good. Who it's, knew Iowa Hawkeye fans were just so ingenious? They're, they're a funny crew. I, I, I respected them and loved them for, I think, when they played in the Big Ten Championship game a few years ago when they were really good. They, I can't remember where, I think it was in Indianapolis. They sold out all of the surrounding bars uh, that were around Lucas Oil Stadium. They sold them out of beer before like 11 a.m. And it was nice. like a, it was like an 8 p.m. kickoff or something. They're like, we've never seen anything like this. Didn't they get blown out in that game? They lost. They, they, they lost, they they lost fairly handily. I, I was going to say, I don't remember. I, don't think they, I know they hadn't come close to winning a big title game. Uh, we'll take some text here. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Can I do that for like, can I, I wonder if I should do this for like Brian Brown or something. You could, you have to have Brian Brown's number. That's, that's the true. yeah. That's how the, do these people get this guy's number? The coach's number? I don't want to know. I don't ask those types of questions. That's, I mean, yeah, who's setting this? I don't know. The, I don't ask those questions. Uh, Texas says, by the way, Gene Deckerhoff can go to H E double hockey sticks. That was one of the, and I know you have no idea what we're talking about. So Not Gene Deckerhoff is the he's the voice of Florida State athletics, okay. uh, play by play man. He also does Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, play by play. And we had him on the old Ramsey and Rutherford show. We had him on the day before the the Lamar game in 2016, and I, I think he was. Like, I don't think he was trying to be like super homerish, but this man was. Why wouldn't he? he's the play by play guy? He's the play by play guy, but you know a lot of like Paul Rogers. He'll go on stations and he may speak 
highly of the cards, but he's not going to be like, you know, we're going to kill you and stuff like this. <laughs> and Gene Dekaroff, in so many words, was basically saying, like, we're going to kill you. Like, the, he has this no big, <laughs> he's, you know, he kind of talks like uh, Coyote, uh, the, uh, oh, God, who's the, I'll say, i say, what, what's, what's that guy? Oh, that Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. He kind of has that, like, sort of cadence <laughs> to himself. He's got a, the deep twang. And he basically is like, you know, yeah, this is the this is the best defensive front I've seen ever covering uh, Florida State athletics, and like, I, said, I, I don't say. think you're going. Yeah, I say like the, the, I don't think I don't think Louisville's ready for that type of pressure that they're going to see on Saturday. And, like, kept going on and on and on, and then like hopped off very. Like, we're trying to like do his like you know thank you so much, Gene Decker off. You're great, and he's like I gotta get our guys get Buccaneers uh, game to get ready for too, and like hangs up the phone. And to his credit, like he came back on the air the next week and kind of like. You know, took his medicine. He's like, I didn't think you guys were that good. I'm well, surprised. Was, this is 16, right? Yeah, this was the yeah. That, we beat him 63 to 20. But he was. I've never had an interview with a guy like that who was supposed to. You know, they're they're technically university employees, but they kind of try to be big J journalists or objective. They you know they 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 call it like it is. Not in Tallahassee. He yeah he was like just talking down to us so much. The like, he gets off the air and I kind of kind of like looked at John. I'm like, well. That, that that was something. I've I've never had an interview like that before. He, the implication was like Florida State's going to come in there and just wax your ass, and it it certainly did not happen. So yeah, well, I said, suck I a said gene. That did not happen. I think somebody made a highlight video like of highlights from the game, spliced over his comments from that interview. I think you can probably find it on Twitter. It was it was wonderful. But yeah, that was a that was a great moment. Texas says, um, talk about confusing the rest of the country. Uh, first thing first, TK, mute Mike. He predicted an FSU win. He's dead to us today. Well, I could change. End of the show. We'll make our official predictions. Did I, did I, did I prediction? I mean, was that my prediction at the beginning of the year? No, he's, t- he's talking about me. He said, TK, mute Mike. Because on the oh, podcast, mute, I picked oh, us to lose. Oh, I thought he's saying mute t- TK, mute my Okay. My no, 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 no. Mute uh, M I K E. Yeah, not M I C. M I K E. K E Y. M O U S E. Um, I, you completely lost track I, of what you're doing. I could. I could change. Well, now I'm, I'm looking at – Texture says, Mike, I'm at the track, and I need some betting tips fast. I was actually going to see if this was the pick I was going to give you. You got two minutes to get it in if you're at the track. Are Ian, you gambling on the show? I'm not. I'm giving I'm giving picks. Ian Wilkes, who I love, used to work with my brother, has a horse in the seventh race, which is coming up. Uh, it's the five magical loot. It's going to win. What's it called? Magical loot. Oh, okay. Bet on the horse. There, there it is. If you don't bet it, not my fault. What track is this at? Churchill Downs? Churchill. Okay. Yeah, tracks. And that's another thing that's going on tonight. Tracks open. Um, it's all. I've still got money on my twin stars from Derby. Maybe I should bet on this horse. Go. You got two minutes. Make it happen. Okay. Uh, I wanted to get a quick. Uh, also, U of Field Hockey. I mentioned yesterday they're taking on North Carolina um, at three. I know it started over there at Traeger Stadium, not Trigger, Trevor. Before you say that, um, <laughs> the cards take it. The cards are number four. They're unbeaten, uh, and North Carolina's number two. They're also unbeaten. UNC leads one to nothing at the half. So still time for a comeback. Let's make that happen. Texture says, 502-414-1450, when was the last time we wore the traditional home uniform combo of white helmet, red jersey, and white pants? It feels like they haven't worn it since Petrino was the coach. I wish they'd bring it back. I'm sure they've worn it recently. I just can't. Like you, I, we're doing a lot more with the black. It feels that we also have at least one different outside of the box uniform every year. It does feel like we've kind of gotten away from the the old school like L traditional combo. But... As far as like when's the last time we wore it, couldn't tell you. Just put five bucks on your horse. Okay, it's gonna win. To win, I love Ian Wilkes. He used to work with Carl Napsker, who trained Street Sense, the 2007 Derby winner. Ooh, there's a horse called She's Jersey Tough. Ooh, man, 
Texas says there's a subtle genius to Trevor's incompetence. I don't even know what that was in reference to, <laughs> but I, I agree. I'm assuming it's a compliment because I'm taking it as one. Texas says Florida State players just running around on the field with a garnish of parsley on their head. <laughs> Texas says, did Dumpster Dan tell his kid no? I would have told him no. He kind of like – I haven't yeah, got. We, we started to get into that, and we, we, we kind of detoured a little bit somehow. Well, here's the weird thing yeah. about you've missed like, my buddy Danny. We were talking about TJ Bison bringing his kid, who's a Florida State fan, to yeah. the game tonight. How old is TJ's kid, though? I think he's like, uh, I want to say he's like 11, 12, 13, just based on. I follow TJ. I'm friends with him on so Facebook I'm just and Instagram. I'm curious how, how he could be a Florida State fan because, I mean. You'd think your dad working at UK, you'd be all in. Well, that in the UK's. And Florida State's been bad recently. The last three years, four years, UK's been better than Florida State. You're right. I mean, his brother goes to the UK, and he's and his and his oldest a walk on still. I think he graduated, but he, he but he was he was on the football yeah, team. He was on he was a walk on. I knew that. Yeah, you'd think he'd be all. I mean, I'm sure it's one of those deals where he likes Florida State, but he's also like a UK fan too. UK basketball, Florida State football, maybe one of those. Yeah. Kind of a '90s breed. He's a throwback. Um, but Danny, he lives in Columbus now, yeah. and his kid, his son is is eighth birthday is today. And he's like kind of getting into his formative sports years, and all of his friends up there are understandably big Ohio State fans. Eight to twelve is those. Is those yeah, that's that sweet spot when you start really, you mm-hmm. know, buying in. And he's kind of he told Danny a few weeks ago. He's like, I feel like Louisville loses a lot, and he's like, all my buddies are Ohio State fans. Is it okay if I cheer for Ohio State like too? And Danny obviously was hesitant, but I think he told him like, yeah, you know, you can cheer who you want to. The real problem is Danny's wife. And all of her family members who, who still live in Columbus, they're like, you know, they see the, his family, her family every single day. They're like diehard Michigan fans, like diehard. And I don't know. I, I feel like Danny actually would be okay with his son cheering for a team besides Louisville um, more so than Kim would be for his, her son cheering for, for Ohio State. Like, I feel like that's going to be an issue. I mean, I, but if he's eight, he's basically born in Columbus, I assume. He's no, he's born in Louisville. They, they moved to Columbus, like, I want to say – Three years ago now. Okay, before. well, since he's five, to, to, to him, he's always lived in Columbus, probably. Probably, yeah, that. for sure. His memories are going to be Columbus. So, I mean, I see. I could. I don't think you, it's hard to be mad at him for being a to want to be a Ohio State fan as a kid. It's point, It'd be tough. Point. It'd be tough. I mean, it's definitely better than being a Michigan fan. I mean, Danny was I mean, Michigan to, fans are almost that's that's like the level right above scum and being UK fan. Danny kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, he he was born <laughs> in Chicago and moved here. I think when he was about Cam's age, like five six. Um, and became a Louisville fan like after a few years. Like when he got here, like he, you know, his family like wasn't sure if they wanted him to be like a UK or UFL fan. So it wasn't until I think they they got season tickets from an uncle who lived here that they started like getting really into Louisville. So he, I, you know, I just adopted if you're, his team. If you're born, if you're up, you grew up in Chicago. If you're going to be a college football fan, you're Notre Dame, I assume. Yes, I would have for to, sure. I mean, you're not, I mean, unless, all the Chicago kids at Dayton were like gigantic just, like, Notre Dame fans. That perfect age where you fell in love with Darnell Autry in '95 with the Rose Bowl in Northwestern. No, you stayed with them maybe. But and I love those Northwestern teams because my my oldest brother went to Northwestern, I so mean, I, was I like, remember that game vividly for yeah. sure. Like I was all about those. And Damian Anderson a few years later, mm-hmm. Steve Schnur, the quarterback. Like well, they the, were the they coach, were fun to the follow. Coach, but Jared was the, the linebacker on that team. He was on the Rose Bowl team. They were very. And they got waxed by USC. Not waxed, but they got beat. No, they didn't get waxed. They lost by like ten, I think. That was Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson went nuts. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, for the mo- for the most part, Chicago kids, like, they don't care about college football that much, but the ones who did at Dayton, they were all Notre Dame, and they were super obnoxious about it, Probably. just like the Cubs. The crazy thing about that Northwest team is I'll never forget that was – I can't remember who UK played that year. I, want, I guess it was, that was Louisville because that would have been Louisville starting 94, so then UK hosted the first three games. And this is, you know, early tailgating days where you don't – I mean, now to think you have a TV at your tailgating is, like, absurd to think back in the 90s supposed to it is now like now probably every car has one in some way of course you just watch things on your phone anyway but 
uh, I remember somebody had a TV there, and just no, that was Northwestern Notre Dame opening uh, week one night week. It was. And Northwestern pulling off the upset, and just everybody's surrounded around this one person's car. Like, he had, like, a little 19-inch TV, you know, tube TV in the back. back. And just everybody going nuts because everyone hated Notre Dame. Like, no one was. And it was such a shock because Northwestern was like, I mean, that was like, I mean, that's like losing to Jackson State. That, that was, I'll be honest with you, until it happened, to me, that was like the Appalachian State beating Michigan. It was a big deal, and then was to, to further your point, the craziest thing about that entire season, they beat Notre Dame in week one. Week two, they play my other brother's alma mater, Miami of Ohio, and lose. And that's the only game they lost in the regular season. They lost. They ran the table in the Big Ten. They only lost to Miami. And like when they lost, nobody was surprised. It was like, well, back to being old Northwestern. Like Oliver's thumping his chest, like suck it, Paul. And then you know nobody. And then they they beat Penn State when they were like number ten a few weeks later. And we're like, okay, maybe they're actually good. They're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They run the table. It was an unreal thing. Kerry Collins and company. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they would go on to go undefeated in the next year and, and share the title. But yeah, that was just. I mean, because I mean, when you're 14 or in, around that age when I was. I mean, Northwestern was just—I mean, they might as well. They're be, terrible. They might have been Division Two, II, Division Three, and they still I mean, they might as well been. And so that upset was like, like mind blowing. And then to see them be good all year and get to that Rose Bowl—I mean, it was—it was kind of a cool Cinderella story. And the thing that almost really sucked was they, because the the old unbalanced schedules in the Big Ten, they didn't play Ohio State that year, and Ohio State. Like had a you chance. More about it than I do. Some well, yeah, I was like, my brother was like super into this. Like, okay, oh, geez, like, we watched like, and my dad was all about it, of course, saying having a kid who went to Northwestern. Like we watched like every week, and Michigan still had to beat North Ohio State in the last game of the regular season because if not, Ohio State and Northwestern were both going to finish eight zero, and Ohio State was the higher ranked team, so Northwestern could have gone undefeated to the Big Ten and not gone to the Rose Bowl. Nah. And we, I remember it was a snow game, and Tim Biakovatuka went nuts. Yeah, uh, I remember that Ohio against State, OSU. Yeah, he ran for two hundred two yards. And like we were watching that game, like we were almost going as crazy as we were for the Northwestern game. So that was it was a lot of fun. And then they got you know, really good for a few years, and they were fun to watch. It was a nice little. I, I, I certainly was still, like I said earlier, always Louisville first, but I was definitely into those Northwestern teams as well, just because I saw how happy it was making like my brother and my dad. It was a cool story that year. It was very cool. Forty one thirty two was the final, by the way, in the bowl game. In the bowl game, it wasn't that bad. I knew, I thought it was around ten. I knew, I knew it was not one possession because I remember them putting it away and it being pretty much. It didn't come down to a one possession. I knew that. I could remember that. Terry says, "Why does Trevor sound like he's in a pigeonhole?" For whatever reason, what? that happens whenever we're at this studio. You do sound, I sound that bad? There's like a. You sound better now. I don't know what what it is, but I mean, you I do, have myself low because of you. But I mean, I can turn myself up a little bit. You kind of sound like you always sound like you're in an echo, like you're kind of doing it from a bathroom. And maybe people just assume that you are doing it from a bathroom. I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna justify that with an answer. Texas Bison's kids just loves burgundy. It's <laughs> <laughs> good, good text. Texas, you owe me ten dollars, Mike. <laughs> why? Why do you owe us ten dollars? I don't even know. I've got no idea. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me know why. Did you make a bet? I don't know. Are you one of those people like me that makes so many bets you don't even remember that you made the bet? I don't make any bets, so no. <laughs> no, oh, I am. Maybe I, that's Beisner. Like, I have people come up to me and be like, you, you know, you owe me like 10 bucks or something. And I'll be like, we made a bet? Like, we bet that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I just play. So I'll probably hand that money to people lying to me before. Texas is probably an obvious answer here, but it's TK broadcasting from the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You, you just you sound weird back there for some It'd reason. If you hear a flush, just ignore it. Hey Scott, Texas says, hey Scott, my friend Jeff is wanted by his hometown and they wanted to bring him home. Can you give him some active, some advice? <laughs> a cameo TK from request from Satterfield. <laughs> also, this is Norvell's first time being a road favorite against an ACC team. I'm confident in Louisville. That's a good stat. Really? Did not know that. Although it should, I guess it shouldn't be shocking. 
Oh, that horse lost, apparently. I'm sorry. Ian! I tell you, if Jersey Tough won 51 to 1, I'm going to be really pissed. It didn't. Damn, that horse did not fire at all. Um, There goes my five bucks. I hope you're happy. Brad Cox, horse one. Uh, Oh, you didn't tell me there was a Cox horse. There's a Cox horse in every race. Well, I need to. Botacuda won the race. Oh, that sounds like the perfect kind of Cox horse. You would have bet on the Jersey, whatever. I was, but I mean, Street I Jersey been... stuff went off at seventy-seven to one. No, if I'm set of hit one, I'm gonna be did not hit the board. I was gonna be really pissed if it won. I'm sorry, Texter. I still got like a hundred bucks in that account for some reason. I don't know where I got it from. Yeah, my apologies to the text line and anybody else who bet on that horse. Don't blame me. Blame Ian Wilkes. I don't know who's the, who's the jock on that horse. Let me see. Blame always blame the jockey. Um, did you see this this truck wreck in El Oh, Brian Joseph Hernandez. Yeah, that's, that's his fault. <laughs> that's on him. Uh, what's up? Uh, just a, a something I just saw Fred Calgo retweet from Barstools about a truck. Oh, the sex toys. Yeah, I got an email from like a one this of, came a, across a, my line. I got an email from a, th- these PR companies will do this thing where they want people to write stories about them. And this uh, this sex toy company sent me an email and being like, we're we're helping out this community and sending them like five hundred free. Like we're replacing all of the toys that were lost in this traffic accident. Yeah, I I saw that only because I got that um, that email. Yeah. I don't find it as amusing as maybe I should. Dexter just said your horse is bleep. <laughs> he is. Why am I taking horse advice from you? I mean, I, I, t- I Clearly, typically no, do okay. No, I mean, well, you, you better make I it I gave up you to good me. tips on Derby Day. No, on Oaks Day when we were doing the show. Did you? Yes. Well, I don't remember betting anything that day. Well. You owe me a, you owe me a winner, so you've got, you've got two hours. You better give me another race horse here soon. You're the guy who, like, I'll give you, like, two winners in a row in, like, the third race. I'll give you a horse that, that comes in fourth, and you're like, where were you on that one? Like, expecting to win every I'll tell you what, race. you give me two in a row, and we'll see if that happens. Two in a row? If you win two out of three in horse racing, you like you can quit all your other jobs. You're going to be a millionaire. You're, you're talking about what, you're, what I'm going to do after I win two. You give me two in a row. You haven't given me one in a row. What, 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 you wanna... I've given you one period. <laughs> the hit well, rate is not stop, stop putting 50% that cart before in the horse, horse racing. The, you know, put, slow your roll there. The Texas, blind I, leading the blind. Texas, I have a buddy who is a diehard, went to the school, has the tattoo, Ohio State fan. I can't talk college football with him. Our teams and fandom are in completely different levels. Yeah, I believe that. Does he have the Buckeye, the the the, the wannabe pot leaf, or does he have the O? Uh, probably the pot leaf. Yeah. Man, a lot of people bet on this horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was a two to one. Was he? Did he go off a two to one? Yeah. Texas quarter horse for sale. <laughs> <laughs> She's made a lot of people mad. I was, it doesn't make me feel confident if you pick if that's if this is the way you're going and you pick Florida State tonight though. Yeah, same. I, I feel like clearly you have the vibes are they feel like they should be off. Maybe they're just on. Yeah. We noted our picks uh, last night, but hopefully we're, I'm wrong today. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I, I, we'll, we'll do that again. Five thirty to six. We'll take a break. We'll I, come back. I have gone back and I have flip flopped more than an a politician. There's on this no game. wrong pick here I mean, because I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen? I, I think that that's well, that's, that's we're going to try to talk about coming up in hour number two. We'll try to give some stats. We'll try to look at what Florida State does well and what we don't do well, um, and kind of you know, we'll, we'll preview the game again. If you're on your way out to the stadium, if you're tailgating already, here's a pick. Uh, l- let us know how it looks out there. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You can also tweet at us. A couple people have sent in tweets already at Card Chronicle, at Trevor Kelsey. Before we break, though, reminding you about AirServe. If you have an issue with your AC or your heating coming up in a couple months when you got to fire that bad boy up, there's only one place to go to fix it right, 
That's AirSurf. Call them at 502-264-9662 or visit them online at AIRESERV.com backslash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, AirSurf is going to make sure that you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your home. Again, 502-264-9662 or AirSurf.com backslash Louisville. We'll take a break. Hour number two, more Florida State talk coming up here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 Is it, is it insensitive to play Rock Like a Hurricane to Florida people? No. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> I'm curious. I did it. I was like, yeah. Hurricanes yeah. aren't Florida specific. Okay. We're well, good. But I mean, if anything, it's more of a shot at Florida State because their rivals are Hurricanes. Oh so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a double shot. Yeah. Suck it. Well, rocket. Mike Norvell, by the way, if you're looking for a little Feeling quick crap, little man. betting stat that's going to make you feel better about tonight, two and six against the spread. As a favorite in his era, Florida State's only been favored eight times since he became the head coach. So, feeling pretty good about that. Uh, they are six and two straight up after a victory under Norvell and five and one against the spread in their past six Friday night games. But we mentioned this last week. Louisville has been pretty good on Friday nights historically and especially locally. Uh, All time, Louisville Friday nights. Uh, with last week's win over Central Florida, the twenty to fourteen upset road victory, uh, the Cards moved to set 53-32 and one all time in Friday night games. But they've won twelve of their last seventeen and three straight under Scott Satterfield. So, not our, you know, not our first rodeo when it comes to Friday night games at Cardinal Stadium. Expecting, I don't know, have the I stopped keeping track of stats. This, this would be a good Kelly Dickey stat, but like our record in color out games, I know for a while there. It wasn't good. They used to keep it because we'd always win, but but then it got bad. So I can't tell you the last time we've you know, had a red out that's gone successfully. They tried to do it last year against UK. Obviously, that didn't go very well. But tonight, 7.30, going to be a different story. Cards, Seminoles kicking it off on ESPN. The same commentating crew from last week is back another week. So if you're having, having to watch the game from home, man. If this game isn't a How sellout. How Andre Ware make ESPN? Well, it's because it's Friday night. Roy Philpott, Andre Ware, and Paul uh, Carcaterra are the three guys on the call again tonight. It's the same exact crew from last week. So that alone should bolster attendance at Cardinal Stadium. Maybe it will be a no-stripe game just because people don't want to sit back and listen to those guys again because uh, last week was brutal. But if you are at home, that's the crew you'll have. But it is on the big network tonight, ESPN. Uh, I, I saw this really quickly before we, we dive back into the football talk. ESPN released the, rank, the ratings for the Wednesday night volleyball match, and – 302,000 people watched on ESPN. That's nice. Louisville versus Kentucky. It was the <laughs> most watched regular season volleyball match on any network, uh, on any ESPN network ever. Did that also include demos, 18 to 40, 18 to 45? That was the overall. Just the overall three. Overall. That's still good. I mean, Which, if you're looking for some sort of comparison, that outdraws several regular season MLS games that have been on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Which, and MLS has like a $250 million contract with ESPN. So, 
that's no small thing. I know volleyball people were celebrating that number. That's a, no, that's a large a, that's number. That's a good number, yeah. It's also, you know, it's good for rivalry. You can say, look, Louisville, Kentucky, you can put a Louisville, Kentucky, I don't know, polo match. You can put a Louisville, Kentucky scrabble match, and people are going to watch it if it's televised. So I imagine they did very well in the, 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 the women's demo as well, but I'm curious what they did. Uh, I was just curious on what the. The, the demo shows if, if you're talking majority of young or old watching this of that 302. I don't know, but it was a, it was a good number. I'm sure ESPN was happy. I certainly Louisville was happy and Kentucky was happy, but we were more happy because we won. So suck it, UK. <laughs> 302,000 people watched us kick your butt. It's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a for the good of the sport. It was a very good match. I'm glad it went five sets just for that purpose. But um, we won at the end of the day. That's all that matters. Volleyball, by the way, back in action tomorrow night, late night, 10 o'clock Eastern time. They're on the road taking on Stanford, who is number nine in the country. Will that be on ACC Network, maybe? It's on the uh, the ACC Network Extra. So uh, if you have like well, ESPN that, that Plus. You, but, but ACC Network Extra, I think you can still watch this regular, regular ESPN stream, can't you? You should be. If you have like ESPN Plus, I think you can watch. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't have Plus. Yeah. Which is dumb, but. I refuse to. I pay for the cable network. I refuse to pay for the plus. I mean, that's well, just ridiculous. You don't see HBO being like, we'll give you HBO Max if you, if you subscribe to us. But if you want HBO Max plus, you got to play it. They're the only, ESPN's the only ones that does this dirty work. Yeah, well, the issue is it's a it's a game at a Pac-12 school, so they can't just do whatever. From this point forward, you'll be able to find every little volleyball match Excuses. on regular ACC network streaming. Good. So that should be uh, that, that should be good because it's only conference play, I think, from this point forward. Um, let's talk about Florida State real quick. Uh, Mike Norvell certainly comes into the season on the hot seat. I think his seat was every bit as hot, if not hotter, than S. Scott Satterfield's. He's off to a good start. I've been kind of surprised to see, not just when it comes to Norvell, but how many Florida State fans have been writing this week about how this game is a chance for FSU to exercise some demons that go back years. Because Louisville... It's not just us saying it. I've seen FSU fan sites say this all week. Look, Louisville's kind of had our number. We were two and four against them over the last six games. That should have probably been a five and one record for Louisville if Petrino just doesn't let Juwan pass throw a pick back in 2018. And they all kind of a a consistent theme from these people has been things started to go south for this program that Lamar Jackson game 2016. Like since then, we've never really been the same. We ended up having a decent year by our standards. They won the Orange Bowl. They they went ten and three. But since then, like we've just we haven't been Florida State football. And, and getting embarrassed, the second biggest loss in program history, forty three points on national TV with the world watching, just kind of was the the sign of things to come for us. And if we go out there and we beat this this same team on their home field. We're not all the way back yet. Like we're not where we want to be. We're not back to probably competing for national titles. But it's a sign that we're headed back in the right direction. Like this could be the game that we look back at and say, it was we, we proved it. We're not a fluke. We didn't fall on our face face after getting a little bit of moment, momentum like it's happened in recent years. Like they're putting a lot on this game, but they're all saying it's more about us than it is about Louisville. They're not hyped up to play. Excuse me, cough button. Here we go. Love it. I love having the I've cough got, button. I got you muted too. I love having the cough button. I just, I, I, it's hard for me to get to it, but it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoy <laughs> having it here. But they're all saying, you know, it's not like, it's not like 2016, and that you're going there to play a team that appears to be on your level. It's, it's a team that can beat you if you're not who we think you are at this point. If you're not back to being Florida State caliber, and so for them, they're like, this is a prove it game for Mike Norvell. It's a prove it game for the entire program. But if we lose, we're not giving U of L props. We're saying it's just another sign that this is you know, a fake Florida State team, that Mike Norvell's not the guy, 
and we're going to have another just whatever seven and five, eight and four, six and six type season. So they like, like a lot of FSU fans. You think we're fired up about this game and we're saying we really need to win this for you know, A, B, and C. They're saying it. I, I think even even more so than we are. Like this is a a big, big, big game for both teams. Not because we're you know top five like we were six years ago, but because we both want to try to get back to that point. And we feel like we need to take that step. Uh, you know, taking that step includes a victory at seven thirty tonight. I mean, you, you, I, in a way, yeah, I agree. I agree you kind of to say what you just said in a different way. Florida State, it's a big game for us to show that they are usually back to being FSU. I don't know if beating us but makes you do that, but it does exercise the demons of the fact that the only coach to beat them since in the last three coaches was Willie Taggart. Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy that can, for some reason, we couldn't beat Willie Taggart. I don't know why, but uh, he went 2-0 against us, and those were the only two wins in those last eight matches, but I mean, for Louisville, it's a big game. He said, not because you're beating Florida State and it may be Florida State, but honestly, every game for Louisville right now is a big game because they just don't want to suck. You take a drink of water and contemplate that. I thought you were going somewhere else with no, that. I, I, I just don't want to suck. Well, I don't want to suck either. <laughs> I just don't want to suck. <laughs> we certainly sucked in week one. I think, I think the issue is now... When you're this early in a season, you Not never know. Very simple. Yeah, you, you feel good about beating a team like Central Florida that's been so good on their home field the last few years. But is there a chance that Central Florida just, to use your word, sucked? I mean, or just average? <clears throat> sure. I, I mean, you, you never know. And so I, mean, I, I didn't think to the naked eye last week, I, I loved the fact that we went down there and won and, we, and that we won with defense especially. But UCF did not strike me as a team that's going to be like 10 and 2 good, that, that's going to compete with Cincinnati in the AAC. I could. I, Here's the first one of the day. I'd love to be wrong about that, <laughs> but if if it winds up being a Central Florida team that's just like seven and five or eight and four, that wouldn't shock me at all. So I think that the, the fear with Louisville fans is, are we putting too much stock in a win over a team that is not as going to wind up being as good as they look maybe going into week two? And I think Florida State fans are in ex- the exact same boat. Like there's a chance that LSU could just be a for the second straight year. Like whatever SEC team, like like a six and six, seven and five, maybe five and seven type team, and the fact that you beat them on a missed extra point, it seemed like a cool thing at the time, but winds up being just a you know, totally whatever, just just a, just a misnomer. Like what was the game a few years ago? I think it was Texas Notre Dame on opening weekend, and they both were you know, nationally ranked preseason because they always are nationally ranked preseason. And Texas won on like a, a two point conversion at the end, and it was this great game. And you know Texas is back. And then it turns out Notre Dame went four and eight, and Texas like also <laughs> sucked. Like it was just like sometimes that happens. Like you just you don't know how much to put into the stock of uh, week one, week two wins or losses. And to on the flip side of that coin, we don't know what Syracuse is going to do. They look pretty damn good against us. They beat UConn the way that they were supposed to last week, but we'll find out more certainly tomorrow when they play Purdue uh, at noon, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that during our pick segment. But that this game, is, by the way, was 2016 as well. Which game was? Texas Notre Dame. Was that that year? Yeah. And Texas beat them 50 to 47. Texas was ranked. Uh, Texas came in unranked, but after the game, we jumped right to 11. And you, you, Notre Dame was ranked 10th. And Texas would finish 5 and 7. Notre Dame would finish 4 and 8. The big issue, I think, tonight for Louisville, just from a X's and O's talk, this is probably the, the, the best rushing attack we're going to face all season long. And I know you say that in week three, and you, like I just mentioned, you're never exactly sure, but they certainly look like they're the best rushing attack we're going to face all season long. And They ran all over us last year. They ran all over us last year. UCF, as well as we played against them in, in the, the second half last week, last Friday, 
the first half showed that you can, if you have enough speed, run on this Louisville defense effectively. Because they, I mean, they were averaging at one point late in the, late, late in the first half, I think 9.3 yards per play, which is absurd. And Florida State, they're bigger, they're better, they're faster than UCF. I mean, Jordan Travis also, I think, can beat you with his arm, which is something that John Rice Plumley could not do last mm-hmm. week. Once we focused entirely on the run and slowing down those backs and slowing down Plumley and not letting him beat us with his legs, they couldn't do anything offensively. But Travis, like Garrett Trader in week one, if you let him sit back there and give him some time, he's going to find the open guys. He's been very, very good at the end of last year. He's very good uh, the first two games so far this season. But it's those running backs, that three-headed monster at running back. Uh, Treshawn Ward is terrific. Trey Benson is terrific. The other kid whose name is escapes me, Lawrence uh, Tofili, something like that. Um, very good. Like all three of those guys have the potential to be NFL type backs. Like I think I think that rushing attack is absolutely that good. And they have playmakers on the outside. That's another big difference between both of the first two teams that Louisville's played. Uh, Johnny Wilson is a big dude. Their wide receiver. He's six foot seven. That's a guy who could present a lot of problems for our secondary. It's a big kid that transferred out of uh, Arizona State. Is that right? Okay. I, I just knew he was 6'7". Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was thinking he went to Oregon, but he went to Arizona State apparently. The one thing that Louisville has going, I think, for it in this game is the Florida State offensive line, like we talked about when we were talking about Jordan Travis yesterday, has been bad. I mean, they almost got Travis killed uh, uh, the last couple of years. They're, they looked better, certainly, the first two weeks. But once again, like how much of that is LSU maybe not being – classic LSU, and then your other game coming against Duquesne. If Louisville can't – I mean, if I'm Brian Brown, I'm doing this. I'm say, I'm gambling all night. We it, it felt like we took way more chances in the second half against UCF, and we said we may make some plays behind the line of scrimmage. We may give up a 90-yard play here, but if we just sit back and let them come to us, we know what's going to happen. They've showed it in their, their two of their first three drives. They're going to get nine yards of play. They're going to march right down the field. We're not going to stop them. So – What's the point of of like trying to prevent an 80-yard touchdown if you're just going to give up a seven-play 80-yard drive? Louisville's got to take risks. And they've got to try to get plays behind the line of scrimmage. They've got to try to force turnovers. And if it, you know, if the the flip side of that is you give up two or three touchdowns of, of 50 yards or more, so be it. Like you, we're not good enough to just play them head on. I think we found that out firsthand week one. We certainly have found that out like the last five years. Risk blitz. Defensive line's got to get pressure. Ashton Gelati needs to be in the backfield again. Destel has to get pushed against that you know, the, the center and the guard position. You need to bring some more guys off the edge. We need better games from both Monty Montgomery and Yasir Abdullah. Yasir made some plays late in, in the game last Friday, but both those guys need to be better on the outside than they've been the first two weeks. If they're not, I don't think we slow down Florida State enough to win. But this rushing attack, if you haven't, if you haven't watched the LSU highlights, if you haven't seen some of these guys play the last couple of years, they are very very good, and that's worrisome. Yeah, what worrisome is that you just swayed me, I think, a little bit to the other side now, giving my bet. Well, don't don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been wrong the last two weeks, too. But it's your name on the show, Marky. Yeah. Tell me I know what I'm talking about. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a pendulum over here. I'm going back and forth. Yeah, defensively I, with FSU, they were good last year. They lose Jermaine Johnson, the the Georgia transfer who was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. They brought in a couple of transfers. Uh, Jared Versus is is very very good. I don't know how like, the Tatum Bethune guy who had the quotes about Malik Cunningham that we kind of <laughs> made fun of. You get you got to get him on the ground. If you, if you get him on the ground, he can't make plays, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, 
he, he's been good. He's another transfer. He was good for UCF last year. We saw him a little bit uh, during that game, the 42-35 game. I still don't know if – it's the defensive side of the ball that worries more me more about Florida State long-term it, it, from their point of view. I don't know if they're good enough to get back to 9-10 wins with this defense. The secondary is definitely a question mark. They've played well through the first couple of games, but uh, I mean LSU's offense I don't think is, is great. Gritty Vance – um, is a guy who's down there. He's not starting right now for them, but he's going He's going to see the field. They have a new defensive coordinator, and Florida State fans are very high on him. Every FSU fan who's been trolling me this week on Twitter has been like, you know, Adam Fuller's here now. It's a new guy. He's going to shut y'all down. The last few years are done. We'll see. I mean, the, like. the Syracuse fans who said that about Robert and I, you know, him being the big difference between their offense the last few years and their offense this year, they wound up being totally right because uh, Syracuse did more against us offensively this year than they have the last, like, five, six. But just watching a little bit of the LSU game, they looked good, but they also kind of let LSU have a chance when they really had no business being in that game in the fourth quarter. Like, they, they opened well, a lot I of mean, doors for them. They, that's an understatement. They... They went for a pitch on, on when they had all these take a knee and they they turned the ball over then let them run ninety nine yards they, they, on the uh, drive to, to to tie the game. Or, stupid stuff happened. Yeah, I mean, and it was both sides of the ball. I feel like the linebackers are not Florida State caliber as well. Like like the linebackers in the secondary, we should be able to take advantage of. Which goes back to my my whole big prediction is, and this is a little bit daunting based on what we've seen the first couple of weeks. FSU, like they've done historically against Louisville, they're going to try to make our quarterback beat them with his arm and Malik has been very good through the air against FSU he's not been great with his with his feet he's thrown the ball more against FSU than he's than he's thrown it against virtually any other ACC opponent Florida State's not going to mix that part of it up they're going to have a spy on him they're especially after last week they're not going to let him run wild and UofL is probably going to have to come up with a game plan and they've probably already done this that heavily relies on Malik Cunningham being a much, much better passer than he's been these first two weeks. If Malik looks, if Malik throws the ball the way that he did against UCF or Syracuse, I'll say it right now, there's no way we win. He's got to be better. The receivers have to be better. The passing game overall has to be better because FSU is not going to let him do what he did to UCF in the first half or this early in the second half last week. Malik, it, it's on him to have his best throwing game of the season by far for us to have a shot to win. I agree. I can't argue that at all. And the secondary, we should be able to take advantage of them. Their secondary is not great, but the issue is we haven't established a big play threat, which is why my bold prediction for uh, from an offensive standpoint for us tonight, Amari Huggins-Bruce goes off. I think he's the offensive MVP. I think they target him long. I think he gets loose a couple of times. He's got enough size, I think, to go head-to-head and, and win some of those 50-50 balls against uh, Florida State cornerbacks and, and safeties. I think he's the guy that UofL circles and says, we got to get this guy the ball more. Let's let him make some plays. And Malik Cunningham targets him more than he has the first couple weeks. I mean, it does – I can see worried is that, like you said, I mean, Louisville has had success, especially Malik, in terms of being able to air the ball against Florida State the last two years. Yeah. The last couple of years, they were also dominant of Syracuse. We saw that that other shoe dropped going into the season. You're not wrong. I'm getting worried that the other shoe's going to – and now I know you, you, you. By your philosophy, it's well. We're gonna the, the streak's gonna continue because if it's two in a row, it's gonna be three in a row. You know that's why you don't kick the field goal in your term in your eyes. But I, don't I said know. nineteen. <laughs> no, <laughs> two is not enough of a of a streak. Oh, I thought I didn't think there was. Uh, I didn't think it mattered as long as it's a streak, right? That I never said that. Okay. I said nineteen in a row. I, I assumed. I guess. I guess you just. Uh, I assumed it. I don't know why you would. I said a specific <laughs> thing. 19. I didn't just say some kicks. 19 can be some. 
19 is a specific number. 19 is 19. Uh, a couple other FSU stats, by the way. They lead the country in two stats. Average of uh, 1.5 tackles for loss allowed per game and their net punting average. It's going to be a punt off tonight. Mark Bassett's killing it. Their punter's averaging. Our punter's been killing it. Our yeah. punter's been killing it. Their punter's averaging forty-eight point six seven yards per punt, which is the highest average uh, in the in the country. How many times they actually punted each other? Yeah, I mean, well, a lot against FS uh, against LSU. They yeah, only scored twenty-four so, points yeah. that game. Uh, by the way, F- FSU also they average 0.5 sacks allowed per game. Their offensive line I mentioned has been not great recently. So far, it's been pretty good. That's the lowest mark in the ACC and the twelfth best nationally. But again, small sample size and one game against. FCS uh, competition. He's got three punts, by the way. That's it? That's it? Yeah. Damn. For 144 yards. Well. Now, he did punt 61 times last year for an average of 42.7. Yeah, that's it's, it's, it's good. It's not yeah. great. Uh, it, it's our home opener, by the way. Um, Louisville all-time in home openers, if you're wondering. 108-44 and 67-20, and 32-3 in, Car- in all-time in home openers. They're 108-44 in Cardinal Stadium, I should say. In home openers at Cardinal Stadium, Louisville 18-6. and six. We've won seven of our la- of our last eight home openers. The only loss, talked about it earlier, the 2019 game against Notre Dame. Uh, a lot of times these games have not come against great opponents. This one will obviously be much, much tougher than most, but let's get it done. Uh, we'll take a break now. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. i got a couple other stats that I want to throw at you, but I want to hear your thoughts on the text line. Are these stats going to bring me to the other side? Because this, this segment already made, has made me kind of sway towards Florida State. Well, i got a couple other stats that might bring you, you to the good side. Can you get some side. stats that are going to make me back over to the Louisville side? I'll give you some good ones. I'm getting really confused over here. I'm going back and forth like I'm, I'm walking into the night at the Roxbury. We'll do some good stats uh, on the Louisville side. We'll take some text as well. Uh, we'll keep the hour, second hour rolling here on 1450 and 96.1. So Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. And don't get me wrong, I liked both versions. It was amazing how fast LL Cool J went from like this guy to like the the lounging LL Cool J. Who do you love? Are you sure? Like, <laughs> they're like, you talking about the Mr. Smith album? Yeah, like doing it, like, like doing where he just he became it. very much like a like making music for for women. Well, rap. I mean, this was. L. Cool J was never really the gangster of hip hop. I mean, he was always kind of the. They get clowned by cannabis. He can Actually, the next song is one of the, an early diss rap that was laid at L. Cool J. The next second song is it the second round knockout? No. It's uh, it's it's uh, someone who him and they did not get along in the eighties. There are a lot of people who didn't get along with L. Cool but, J. Yeah, because L. Cool J was kind of he had the my radio and and everything. So he was he was always kind of a more of a laid back. Of the, the hip hop in, industry, especially in a day and age when everything was, you know, gangsta. Ladies love Cool James. <laughs> Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford Show. Gangsta. Game day edition here, Friday, September 16th, getting you ready for a kickoff between the Cards and the Seminoles. 7 30 on ESPN, home opener for Louisville. I, I just saw you, you wanted a stat that's going to make you feel a little bit better. I don't I know do. if this does it for this specific game, but it did kind of, I just saw this 
I mentioned Florida State fans across the board, all the ones who write for the these various fan sites. They seem to kind of be pointing to a common theme, which is nothing has been right about the program since that day in week three when we went into Cardinal Stadium in 2016 and Lamar Jackson racked up 362 total yards and five touchdowns in a 43-point blowout loss. Like That's been a point they have made consistently, and they, they kind of feel like if even we start, ten and three that year. even though they went ten and three, they, you know that was not up to their current standards. And then since then, they've been just just down. To emphasize that, like I, I would have, I know it's been bad for them in recent years. I still would not have guessed this. Since that game in September of 2016, Florida State has a losing overall record. Yeah, I believe it. Thirty four and thirty five. See, I would look at, and this this stat's not too deterred from that, but. I'd look at 17 as the game that does it because that was the game they were 500 coming in against us. Both teams tried to lose that game. And we beat them. And, they, they, and that, was the seat, that was the year they finished with the 7-6 and six record. Jimbo ran out the door. Yeah. He took his tail and went hiking. Just like cause he's pretty much a wannabe Urban Meyer. And, you know, that's and that has been – I would look at – it's easy to point out 16 because it was such a blowout. But I think 17 is the one that really – like it, that's been a downhill spiral for me. Seven, well, they were already bad in 17. And but, again, they didn't have a losing record. Until, we gave them that losing record, and it's been losing ever since. Right, but they, they were still, like, they were already, it was a down season for them. Like, they, they weren't going to be good. Both teams needed that, that win to kind of, I think both teams had disappointed up to that point in the season. Both needed a win to just, like, at that point, just to feel good about something. And if you remember, we, like, traded turnover. Like, both teams, like, were trying to hold the ball to win the game. And, like, we just could not hang on to the ball. Like, we threw it away. They threw it away. They finally, I think James Blackman threw like a, a a pick that gave us the chance to kick the game-winning field goal, and then Blanton Creaky, who I just was uh, was messaging with during the break, in town with his his pregnant wife. Congrats to the Creakies. They're here for the game today. But he kicks the game winner. They go nuts. It was a Lamar Jackson said it was the best feeling of that year, um, which kind of said something because was not it ended up not being a great season for U of L. But yeah, we've like they have just been they've never been able to get up. up over the hump since that game in 2016. They've just been a, a whatever-type program, and I think they feel like this is their first chance to kind of take a step back in the right direction with this 2-0 start, and it all kind of gets blown up to hell if they come in here and lose again for the third straight year to us. So James Black, what did that – I forgot about being quarterback for State briefly, but wasn't it also the same name as the guy, the guard that underachieved at IU? Um, or was that James Blackman Jr.? It's definitely – I think I think it was James Blackman. But it was – I think he was a junior, but no relation, obviously. Well, I mean, it was spelled differently, too. Oh, was it? Okay. Blackman for Florida State, I think, was, was M-A-N. The basketball player is M-O-N. Oh, But okay. they both were James Blackman. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. What's <laughs> popped to my head? I kind of forgot. He's kind of forgotten about how you got, too, if you think about it. Dynamite dropping, as, as uh, always. I mean, <laughs> Who are some other players that people forget, Trevor? Well, no, I, I'm not. I'm not genuinely if I knew, asking you. I wouldn't have forgotten. <laughs> no, uh, remember Jordan Travis? He was here. Uh, Louisville uh, under Scott Satterfield, seven and six in the month of September, but they have won one in a row. So, so we're feeling good all time. Not great against teams from the state of Florida, as you might expect, because historically, Florida teams have been better than we are. Twenty six, thirty six, and one all time, but. Good fact for you. You said that pretty quick. What was it again? 26, 36, and 1. That's not that bad. Not terrible. And we've won four consecutive games against teams from the state of Florida now. Yeah. Two wins over UCF, two in a row against Florida State. Suck it. Suck it. Also. And didn't take us 31 times to beat Florida either. Mike Norvell, 0-2 against Louisville. Yep. 
I'm trying to make you feel better. I'm struggling a little bit. No, I was I was aware of that. I'm, I mean, I, that, those are stats I kind of knew though. But the stat from last those week. Those are the stats that put me on the confidence. Then you then you came all with the well, all the other stuff that put me on, about reminding me like all the history and like coincidences all over make me feel positive. And then you came with like actual like modern day reality on how you know they're gonna they can run the ball. And I remember we can't stop the run. The running game's good. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> It's a very good running game. If this is, you know, here's the positive spin you can put on this. I have no faith in stopping the run. If we do, though, if we do stop the run tonight, I think that solidifies that last week against UCF, the defensive effort wasn't just a fluke, right? If Brian Brown's defense can come out here and stop these guys, who I think have the most talented stable of running backs in the ACC, then you start to get confident about the rest of the season because the defense is going to be good enough. I I don't think that it's going to be like a stop. You're not winning me over just with these back-to-back games. I'll be very impressed if the defense plays this well. I got to be shown more still. I I need I need more consistency. I'm sorry. I'm not. I I have been down the 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 road. I'm not guaranteeing like a 11 and one record here. I'm just saying you'll feel good about the defense. No, because I've been burned by it too many times. But we've never stopped a team like this in in a game in, in a big game like this. We've never had. I'm talking about like if they. Not like against UCF. I'm not expecting to hold Florida State to 14 points. I'd love to. But if we do enough to put the offense in a position where they don't have to score like 45 to win this game or, or 38 to win this game, I'll feel better about the remainder of the season because I feel like we have a defense that can at least put us in position to win if the offense fixes some of the things that's plagued it through the first two weeks. I still think Malik Cunningham is going to have to put up relatively large numbers with his arm tonight. The offense is going to – 20 points ain't going to do it. No, we've scored seven know. and we've scored 20 in our first two games. Neither one of those is going to get the win tonight. Like we've got to, I feel like you need at least four touchdowns in this game to have a chance. But if the defense, same thing. But I think your fear is that you need like seven touchdowns to win this game, and that's the you know if the defense, if it was a fluke last week against UCF, I think we'll find out pretty quickly. My fear is that we can put up four touchdowns. My biggest fear is that we're going to give up seven touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. That's that kind of what I just said. Um, I think if you, the turnover battle. I'll throw the stat out again. It's my favorite stat. It still is exactly the same as last week because we it was one versus one last week. Under Satterfield, Louisville fourteen and two when winning the turnover battle, two and sixteen when losing it. That speaks pretty loudly. the The follow up stat again, our our three bullet point path to a victory. Even though you tried to combine two of the bullet points last week, <laughs> it's because you you're, you're, it wasn't for good. You didn't do a good job on it. I, I had to fix it. You don't need to make something shorter than it is when you're doing it. when you're talking about a game plan. Make it as long as possible. Under Satterfield, 6-0 in scoring 40 to 49 points, 3-0 in scoring 50 or more. Score points. Don't let them score points. Win the turnover battle. There you go. Uh, cards all the way. Also, when they score 30 or more, 57-7 and um, and 16-4 and in such games under Scott Satterfield. Last week, I mentioned this earlier in the week, was the first time under Satterfield where we've ever won a game where we scored 21 or fewer points. We had like been 0-9 before then. We won with defense for the first time. 1-9 now under Satterfield when being held to 21 points or less. The stat that did not change because we led that game going into the fourth quarter, and you and I were texting about this during the game. It worries me. We are still 0-16 <laughs> under Satterfield when trailing at the end of the third quarter. It looked for a little bit there like UCF was going to score the yeah. go-ahead touchdown, and I was like, I was ready to tweet the stat out there. I'm like, let's fix this. Let's change this. Uh, but it, we had the lead going into the fourth quarter, so we still have never come from behind to win a game in the fourth quarter under Scott Satterfield. Could tonight be the night? Who knows? Hopefully not. Hopefully we leave from start to finish. Did any of that make you feel a little bit better? No. No, because it was all stuff <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> I was like, I was full. These are things I'm aware of. 
<laughs> I'm, 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 I know these numbers. I remember them from last week. Okay. I'm still. I'm still not. I still hate the fact that we that we go into a fourth quarter and we've never come back. It's not a great stat. It's no. It's it's the complete opposite of good. It's it is utterly awful. <laughs> to tell you, it makes us look like Glass Joe. Text line help us out. 502-414-1450. Get me pumped back up because I was coming into the day feeling good, feeling a little confident, maybe watching last night's Slasher's game to help a little bit before I went to bed. But you just reminded me of how good they are at running and how good, bad we are at stopping the run. And now I'm feeling utterly weird again. Blake's been really good against FSU historically. Yes, yes. We've historically dominated Syracuse too, but I mean. Well, we've historically been bad against the run. Maybe that changes, too. Ah, there see, you go. that's what I was there, looking for. There, there you go. There, that's what I need. Thank you. That's what I've been asking for here. Come on, people. We're Give one, me up. Get, make me put my money where my mouth is. Want to know the season has an underdog. How about that? Where's the C-note going tonight? Is it going on the cards? Is it going on the Seminoles? C-note. I like the slang. You like it. Letting the kids know. C-note went to the wrong team last week. I, you know what? I'll pay a C-note for a victory. Though. I like that. Um, Texas says, I'm anxiously nervous but excited for this game. Is this the beginning of the turnaround or the beginning of the end for Satterfield if a win or a loss? It might. I feel like a – you always <laughs> you, you never know at the time. But okay, like on. we look back at the 2018 game. like When we lost to Florida State in the manner that we did, we didn't – like we still at that point – it seemed like an impossibility that Bobby Petrino would do enough poorly to get fired before well, the end of that I season, right? Think, I didn't Nobody think, did. Yeah, I didn't think at any point until like maybe we, a couple weeks after FSU right. that we were that But bad. looking back now, four years later, I think we all point to that game and say that was the beginning of the end, clearly. Oh, it was, yeah, to me, yeah. If we lose this one, I think, yeah, there, there's a certainly a, a possibility that we could look back and say, man, like that was the chance we had to turn things around. They carve themselves a little window um, when they beat UCF. And maybe this game winds up being close. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But if we do lose like a close one and then the season gets away from us and we go, God forbid, like four and eight or five and seven, and we have to make a change at coach, I think you could definitely point to this game. On the flip side, I think I've said like three times a day. I'm sorry. I apologize. The other side of that coin is if Louisville wins this game, takes advantage of three opponents coming up where, I mean, USF, Virginia, and Boston College None of them have looked very good through the first two weeks of the season. If you can get to, you know, five and one going into the second half of the season, all of a sudden Satterfield's riding high. The team has some confidence. Maybe you can beat a couple of those ranked teams that you have in this in the second half of the season, get to eight wins, at least be seven and five. And you can look back at that FSU game and say that was the one that we had to get. We got it. And it spurred us on to a season that allowed Satterfield to stay here, kept the recruit, recruiting class intact. And now we're going to reap the benefits of that, hopefully, in 2024, 2025, moving forward. Uh, I think this absolutely has a chance to be that game. But, it, like, maybe we also win tonight and then lose to, to Virginia and Boston College, and we're 1-3 going into the second half of the season in the ACC, and it still winds up being a terrible season. You just don't know. But it does, at this moment, it does feel like one of those types of just momentum-shifting type games, not just for the season, but really the entire direction of the, the whole Satterfield era here. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of curious to ask you, like, who does need this game maybe more as head coach, Norvell or, or, or Satterfield? God, it's close. I mean, cause I think it's probably I, Norvell, I don't know but if, it's tight. I don't know if you have the same kind of effect in 18 that, that a loss. Now, if you lose, if Louisville was up, you know, and I mean, granted, they weren't blowing them out in 18, it was, but it was 
at halftime, and they only scored a field goal in the second half. And also the way they just gave up like the big bomb to lose the game. The, the, the I think it was like a fifty yard, wasn't it like a fifty yard touchdown? I think to I think that's right. Yeah, to, 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 to take the lead to twenty twenty four and end up clinching, but it was like a minute left. But like if they lose in that way, in that ma- in that fashion tonight, like I don't know if it's gonna. The, the 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 fact that we have South Florida next is a lot different than having to play a decent Virginia, a Georgia Tech team next. Who yeah. like like Florida State like I think like popped the like the Florida and then the Florida State game in eighteen that was when the like the, the water started like leaking out of the dam. Georgia Tech just took a sledgehammer and, and knocked the rest of that levy down. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I mean what what they did to us. I mean, and then it was down there. See, I, South Florida, I can't see doing that. No, they're not very good. So yeah, exactly. So that's the one difference between that. If we if we was to lose this game, to avoid the downslide that they had in eighteen, this year is because you get South Florida, and then you also go on the road against Boston College isn't very good either right now. I think also you expect we didn't know we did not know this at the time, but players have since told the story about after the FSU game. That's when the coaching staff essentially quit. Yeah, like I, I, mean, I think it was Malik Cunningham who told the story. You know. After every Sunday, after every game on Saturday, the coaching staff would update this little board they had in the workout room that would say, like, this was the defensive MVP, special teams MVP, this was the play of the game, this was all this stuff. And after the FSU game, they just didn't didn't update it. I mean, because that was the bounce back. The team saw that, and they were like, well, if they're not even going to put in a minimum amount of effort, why the hell should we try? And it's like, from that point forward, like, nobody talked. Everybody just kind of went through the motions. Like, that was the moment where – Everything started to fall apart because the Virginia game before that was an embarrassment. Yeah, and that was the Florida State was the bounce back game. Like you win that game, you know you bounce back, you get confidence back. You know, does the team finish with a winning record? Probably not, but you know you you don't you don't go out the way you do. And the the so yeah, I mean I I, I feel like this game is more important. Maybe to and this makes me worry about my gambling is I feel like Nor it means more to Norville I think than it does to Satterfield. I think it does too, but I think it's it's close. It means a, a significant amount to both people. I think it means more. First of all, the standards are higher for Mike Norvell at Florida State than they Obviously. are for Scott Satterfield, and part of that is just the the difference between the two programs. The other part of that is Satterfield does have and you have to mention it. The recruiting class waiting in the wings has provided him at least a little bit of a safety net if I'm he sure gets Florida to. State has a decent recruiting class too. They do, but you expect for it. Like well, they don't yeah. have the best recruiting class in the history of the program. Wow, well, and that's what Satterfield has. Like that's a that is a different thing. He's in a different situation. I mean, you get fans here just saying, you know, get to six wins, get to seven wins, and we're going to be happy. That's not going to be the case at FSU. I mean, but their bad recruiting class could be considered one of our best recruiting classes. Right, but again, for that's why I'm saying that's that's exactly my point. These are two different standards for these two different programs. And Satterfield, I think, with Norvell, FSU fans aren't demanding that he wins ten or eleven games this year. But they're demanding signs that he can win ten or eleven games in the not so distant future. With us, you know, we want to see what this this recruiting class can do a couple of years down the line. We'd love to get back to winning ten or eleven games, you know, here or there as well. But for right now, we just want to make sure that this guy can you know put up a decent season with a decent team. And I, I don't think either side knows a hundred percent how to feel about their teams through the first two weeks. I think FSU fans are clearly more confident. And what they've seen from their team through the first two weeks, we're just kind of confused. I think we're encouraged about getting the win last week, but we're still like, what the hell was that against Syracuse? Was it just a fluky deal? I, I, I don't know. But I think that Norvell with a loss, it's been so bad underneath him since he got there. Norvell with a loss to a team that FSU fans feel like is inferior to them, they blow up. Like, they flip out. Satterfield loses, and it's kind of he's kind of just back where he was, where he's been pretty much for the last few months. 
like people are still going to be like, okay, like this was a bad loss. You're going to have to win some games that you weren't supposed to in the second half of the season to, to fix this. But he's still going to have a chance. Norvell, I think people just kind of flip out on him. The other side is if we win, and maybe this is kind of defeating my point, but if we win, I feel like our fan base will be more excited about the victory than FSU's fan base will be if they win. Well, if they that, win, it's that expected. I agree with, yeah. If we win, I feel like it's like, okay, like maybe we've got something here and we're kind of like, like this could be a lot better than we think it is. If FSU wins, it's just confirmation that the program is where they expect, where they think it is right now. Okay. I agree. <laughs> okay. Well, I agreed with that, but you didn't know you were going to stop right away. I mean, you stopped yeah. pretty quick. I was like, wow, that was a good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texas, get to the game early so you can get your official reflatable, uh, refillable 2010 Beef O'Brady's Bowl souvenir cup. Ooh, They're not doing that. Suit. Remember I mean, that last year? They're cost cutting, so they had like these cups that were like the 2016 team schedule oh, yeah, cups. That, was, that wasn't the Florida State game, though. No, no, no. It was, yeah. it was the first game the last first year. Game of the year, yeah. And people were like not happy about it. They're like, oh, my damn 2021 cup. Yeah, because that was also the, the lines were like extremely long because they didn't have employees. And yeah. Yeah, that was it was a mess. I, mean, I, I do love a good souvenir cup, though. Texas, as far as tailgating, unfortunately, the fairgrounds is a Ford parking lot now. I was bummed to have to drive down by the green lot last season. I didn't know that. What I didn't, happened? All that tailgating out there by the fairgrounds, I, I no guess, more? is now a Ford tailgating lot. That, that, like, that's where I tailgated. When we first got season tickets, the first, I mean, five years, we tailgated out in those lots every single week, and it was it was wonderful. We finally, like, the, the, the girls got tired of making the long walk to Cardinal Stadium. So they were like, can we just get parking passes? Blame the ladies. It was the one thing that I ever, I've ever asked Kenny Klein for since I've been doing this. I've never, like, reached out and been like, hey, can you confirm this or can you do this for me? I was like, can I get a parking pass? I was like, I, I've got season tickets. I'm paying for my season tickets. Can I just get a parking pass? So I, we got one in the media lot, and we would tailgate right next to, like, poor Eric Crawford and Rick Moses who would get there and, like, <laughs> like can you move your damn table? Uh, but that was always – that was the only thing that I asked I'm for. I'm the opposite. I was like, can I get a media credential and a parking pass? Yeah, you want you have to like play on the team. You you want to like do the opening kickoff. Yeah. I'm pretty much. Also, can you make sure they have extra leftovers in the in the uh, in, in the at the, the, the buffet and up in the uh, up in the press box? Classic only child. Gotta take home. Um, food home. But that makes me sad because I used to love tailgating out there at the old fairgrounds lot. It was the good thing about being out there was it was so much easier to. It was a long walk, but it was so much easier to to get out of the lot. When you got home, which almost frustrates me less. Like I'm fine with the walk. Usually, it was for at least a lot of those first seasons when we had tickets. It was like mulling over how the hell did we lose that game and just like not talking for a solid 15 minutes as I walked back to the fairgrounds. But you could just like get in your car and just drive right away. Now at, Car- at, at when Cardinal Stadium, when you're in the green lot or wherever, it just t- it takes so long to get out of there, and you're just stuck. And it's just yeah, it's it's miserable. But nothing worse than being stuck in tra- extra traffic after a loss. No, is that is that what I mean? Where would you rank that amongst like worst things as a fan? So high up there. It's is, so I mean, bad. It's like as a win, which is because the crazy thing is, on the complete opposite, a being stuck in traffic during a win is actually enjoyable. We uh, well, a because you're probably not leaving right away for a win anyway, so you're probably the traffic is less. But b just listening to the post game in a win and being excited. It's so good. Honking the horn and high fiving people walking by and. You know, get cat calling to the ladies that you know that are, that are as drunk as you are, and I just it's yeah, uh, it's so great. The worst traffic I've ever been in, in after a game was actually it was the road game. It was a Cincinnati basketball game in 2014 where Russ Smith hit the game winner, and I don't know why it was like the lot we parked in the garage we parked in just had like a terrible traffic pattern or something. But we were in there for the so don't answer it. Okay. We were in there for so long. And I, I probably said it 15 times. I'm like, if, if we had lost that game, I'd be the most miserable person in the world right now. Could not care less now. It, it's just, it's such a different feeling. The other thing is my wife is, she is 
queen in patience, and she's definitely that person who like always thinks there's a better, like, there's some sort of miracle route that I'm just not finding to get out of the parking lot. I could, she's not the one to go take turn merge here, merge here. Oh my god, merge, yes! Like like in the beginning of Office Space, and you merge, and then that lane moves. She's like merge back, merge back. She's like should have gone that way. Should have gone, I, 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 especially after a loss. Like if it's a win, I just I block it out. I'm listening to Paul. I'm having a good time. Yeah, you don't care. Yeah. If it's a loss, I'm losing it. Like I could build wings in this car and levitate it and fly out, and she'd be like, "You should have could have been faster if you'd gone that way." And your patience is probably slim to none. Oh, it's she, terrible. She sneezes. You're like, why will you be quiet? We've had more marital disputes in the in the. Cardinal Stadium parking lot that I think we've had anywhere else. Are you hearing the Satterfield? You're killing marriages. Well, that was more Petrino. Back, you're Petrino, back you're in the killing day. marriages. But she's very much like well, the... I guess you're used to doing that, Petrino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. Good Lord. I'm just saying. Texas says, so for tonight's big game, leave early to avoid traffic, wear red, be patient with the new staff and stadium protocols. Scott, please don't F this up for the fans. Go Cards. Yeah, leave leave your house early to get to the game. Let's clarify. Don't leave the game early to beat traffic. <laughs> well, if you are, then there's, we have other issues. <laughs> Allow yourself some extra time. Texas says, TK needs to be the rally's kickoff kid to fetch the, t- the kickoff team. I would love to see you in that role. See how long it would take? The delay, like, well, we'll get the game started as soon as the tee is off the, the field. We're just I may have, like, some four-year-olds go out there. You can't for, be that much slower than some of them. for this old man to make his way. To, he's almost uh, – now he's got the tee. Here he goes. He's stopping for a smoke so, break. So, so, Andre, how have you been this weekend? Oh, wait a minute. He's got nah, – he dropped it. He <laughs> dropped it. Hold on. Hold on. He's got to – He's got to take a knee to pick it up. He's got to get just, down. I'm picturing you, like, getting close to the tee, like, bending over, wheezing, getting the tee, coming back, like, making it halfway to the sidelines, like, lighting up a cigarette, and then, then finishing the run. Just taking a knee to take a rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> the offense, like, the referees, like, the offenses are, like, at the ball, like, waiting. The all referees are, like, holding their hands up, waiting to blow the whistle. Ugh. I'm getting there. Hold on. The ref's got to help me up off my knee. Like, <laughs> give me a hand here, buddy. <laughs> ESPN crew's like gentlemen just, appears to be having a hard time. I'm, I'm near the loud side hash, and by the time like a like a golf cart just pulls up, I'm like need some help. Like, yeah. <laughs> the rally's kickoff cart. <laughs> uh, the rally's kickoff cart. <laughs> Texture says Mary Rutherford, who thinks Chick Fil A's drive through is poorly run. Just saying. Oh, tr- oh trust me, you, we're on the same boat. We're on the same page. Okay, that is her mind. Yeah. It's it's the worst opinion I've ever heard in my entire life. She's the only person who has it. There's, I've never nobody agrees with her. Chick-fil-A she could not be more wrong. Is the cornerstone of how to run any type of like line. it's like a meme. Yeah, People are like put the Chick Fil A uh, drive through crew in charge of blah blah blah. Like that's become like a, a go to terrible comedic line, and it's because they're so good at what they do. It's perfect. She she somehow she thinks, thinks they take too long. Again, it's the. I've I, never I, seen anybody I, more impatient. I feel like I feel like I feel bad for any Starbucks employee that gets seats in line. Like the, he thinks Chick Fil A's forever. Well, I'm sure she's like cussing people out of Starbucks. She once criticized me for not getting through a red light where there was a car in front of me. <laughs> we were like late to get back. We we're driving to her hometown for something, and she's like, "You, you should have made that." And I'm like, "I can't drive through cars. What do you expect me to oh, do?" Well, I just pictured her with with my son at the turn lane. We're like, "Why are you not out yet?" 
Go, go. <laughs> she was very ready. She was like three months Nine in. Nine months done. My clock is ticking. I mean, second pregnancy, she was like three months in. She's like, I'm very ready not to be pregnant. I'm like, well, this is going to be a. It's going to be. A, I got good news and bad news, honey. <laughs> it's going to be a long six months. I'm sorry. I wish I could help you out a little bit here. There's only so much I can do. <laughs> Texas Trevor would door dash the kickoff team. <laughs> okay. Do we have a text that's a, of the, that's a great that, text. That's text of the day right there, baby. That's got my vote. <laughs> but the best part is, is, you know what's on my screen right now? DoorDash. DoorDash. I'm trying to decide what I want for dinner tonight. Oh my God, that is that was <laughs> that was very good. All right, we gotta take a break. Uh, when we come back, the five six o'clock hour will be the pre pre game show. Don't say it, Trevor. It'll be the pre pre game <laughs> show leading into Paul Rogers and company on the official broadcast. So we'll we'll be right here if you if you're listening right now. On 1450 or 961. We'll still be on 1450 and 961, but we're also now going to move over to 970 WGTK for the next hour. Before we do that, I've got to tell you about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. You know about them. We talk about them every day wealth management, all that good stuff. It starts with trust, it starts with First Bankers Trust. Not only do they have you covered with investment management, but also they've got you covered when it comes to comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services and so much more. Visit firstbankerstrust.com to answer all your questions. First Bankers Trust, they put trust first. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Hour number three is on the way. It's the pregame show kicking off here, getting ready for Louisville, Florida State. We're going to do it from 5 to 6, coming up here on 1450, Yeah, no, you, you, for whatever reason, the mic doesn't uh, work. Yeah, no, this was actually a diss, diss track at LL Cool J. Because I knew they had beef in the 80s. Yeah. The album, his album, his album cover is like, his, it's like a Humvee, like, on top of, like, running over a Kango hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome in. This is the 5 o'clock hour. It is also the Louisville pre-pre-game show. If you're listening to us on 1450, 961, or 970-WGTK, we're here until 6 o'clock. If you're listening on 970, at that point, we will hand the baton over to Paul Rogers and company for the official UofL pregame show. And then, of course, you have full coverage right here at 7.30 for the game, uh, Louisville versus Florida State. Again, on your home for Cardinal Athletics, 970 WGTK. Wide variety of games on our family of networks tonight. 1450, we got St. X, who I believe is taking on Elder, I think, That's tonight. Correct. Yep, we've um, established that. What's on so that will be 96.1.2, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, 1450-961, yeah. We got 94-3. We'll have Trinity versus Mayo, big game of the, of the night in high school world. We got Scooter Dingus in the studio. We can find out what he's calling uh, here in a second. At 5.30 on our airwaves, we're going to be doing our pick segment. Typically, as we typically do on Fridays, we'll do our high school game of the week, the notable local games, the big college games, and then we'll end it with our picks for Louisville, Florida State. But obviously, we're going to spend most of this hour focusing on the cards, taking on FSU, a monumental game for both teams here early in the season. Louisville, the spread keeps going towards FSU, the Seminoles, depending on which book you're looking at. Currently a three or three and a half point favorite, but hey, 
Louisville's 0-1 as a favorite this season. 1-0 is an underdog. That's enough of a sample size for me to feel better about this. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. <laughs> what are you laughing about now? Love it, Justin. He's not in the right spot. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. Because he's like, you, you need to turn yourself up. It's hard to hear you on the air. And I'm like, well, your, your sound box on there has got me jacked up so high that I had to turn myself to Because I'm loud in your ear right now, aren't I? No, you're okay right now. I'm okay right now? Yeah. Okay. You're great, Mike. So I asked if Scoots could like reach because there's Scoots over there. I, I uh, know, I see him. That's right. I did not. I, I, I was just talking him. about him. Yeah, no, I was hoping he could maybe you know reach un- under the table and, and and adjust it because it was so loud. But there he goes. He did. There you go. You sound the same to me, but as long as you sound louder on the now you want to ask Scoots where he's going to be tonight. That's what I said. We we can find out where Scoots. Scoots, what, what game are you calling tonight? Uh, Floyd Central Jeff. Floyd Central Jeff. It'll be on. ESPN Louisville. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot he got yes 680. Yeah. Yeah. All good. I mean, hey, we're part of the Louisville First Group, yeah. so we can promote them. And I also, I've said it before, I don't really care talking about other radio stations. I never bought into, like, you can't mention another radio station. I mean, it's not like people don't know they exist. I, we, we've both worked with everybody over at that station at some point. Everyone's or another. worked I mean, with everybody yeah, at this I mean, point. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, we just don't mention DJX. Boo. No. <laughs> we hate Ben we, and Kelly we, K. We hate DJ <laughs> Well, they did try to steal our RB sponsorship. Yeah, that's why we that hate them. That was the yeah. beef. You, you kind of forgot why we hate them, but we do definitely hate right, them. I still have not decided on who I'm betting on tonight. Well, we've got about but an I, hour to decide. But I did pick my DoorDash. You were very excited for the DoorDash. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Boomtown. Because that's what we're going to do on Florida State tonight. We're going to drop the boom. Yeah, here comes the boom. We're the real boys from the South. Okay. Boom. WGDK listeners like, what the hell is that? One of my favorite, (laughs) I'm I'm trying to shift as quickly as possible. One of my favorite underrated, like, UofL FSU moments, because there have been some good moments in in this rivalry over the years, both on the field and off the field. Do you remember the 2014 game? This is when FSU, they're coming off a national championship. They're, you know, Jameis Winston's the Heisman winner. He's riding high. But he did have the whole... Publix crab leg scandal. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I still don't know why they did this. Most most road teams, when they come here to Louisville, you know, they'll 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 do a walkthrough at a high school field or they'll, they'll you know, maybe do it in the hotel ball. I know what room. you're going with, yeah. He they went to the Great Lawn for their walkthrough. The wa- yeah, the waterfront. And they had a picture of Jameis Winston just like p- perfectly putting every possible joke on a tee, walking right in front of Joe's crab shack. Yeah. And it was like just such a brilliant, I'm like, this is this is too good. Cause we had it was a Thursday night game. We had hyped that game up all all year long. Petrino went on ESPN earlier in the week and basically said we're going to win. And the, I mean, they were number two in the country. They're number two in the country. We we should have won. They got a couple of fluky plays. We yeah. kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. I still to this day, I think we win if U of L didn't ban the Card Chronicle Bird Mask before that game. They did? The bird mask became a big thing. And you know, this was the game, it was right before Halloween. So they had this big they put up this big statement saying like nobody's allowed to wear masks to the game. I didn't know this. And when they made the announcement, they had it was it felt like a direct shot at me. They had a picture of the actual bird mask with the big like circle and an X through it on the graphic. That was like <laughs> no, because people have been wearing the mask to the game the last like like the three years prior, like pretty consistently. And I, I their their rationale was if somebody like does something nefarious in the crowd, they have to be able to identify them and they can't do it if they're wearing masks. And I, I was mean, like, it takes a little bit of sense. I was like, get out of my face. But they, but every other game it was fine for some reason. But that game they banned the bird mask and then we lost Forest State. And I think it was entirely because of that. I think I'm with you on that. I remember that, that, that game that, that game hit hard too, because I really wanted to beat Florida State in that game. Like that I don't think I'd ever wanted to beat Florida State. I guess I mean sixteen 
but until that point, 2007, I was like right there with 2002. Like, I wanted to beat them so bad. That, to prove a point that they, you know, were, were not beneath them, like p- people on an actual perspective probably see it still. The other thing that rubbed me wrong about that game that I think was the mojo got off. And I hope this guy's listening because this was his fault too. The very first play, I don't know if you remember, like, we hit Will Gardner hit Devontae Parker for a long play. And I think if Devontae was fully healthy, he would have scored. But he got stopped at like the the, the five yard line. And <clears throat> place is going nuts. Like Cardinal Stadium was about to explode. Like we're jumping around. One of my buddies, like accidentally as we're jumping around, like spills his beer and it gets on like the coat of the guy sitting in front of us, who was not a regular like a regular season ticket holder. He was using somebody else's tickets. And this guy like is so mad about this. He, he like flips around. He's like, "What are you guys gonna do about this? You, you go get some some tissues." I'm like, "We're about to score a touchdown. Shut! It's a game. <laughs> These guys behind me spill beer on me every week. I don't care. Like it's part. It's like you know, people are going nuts. Like get over it." And then like later in the game, Mary who'd had like one too many like spilled her drink back on his seat again. And he like flipped out. I was like, "Dude, you, you get over it." That was the game. Also, I left just hating Nick O'Leary. Everybody, everybody should have. Like, yeah, just, just despise Nick O'Leary after that game. I mean, they had two fluky plays. They I completely re- forgot we were up twenty-one nothing. I thought we were thinking fourteen. I forget we were up twenty. They recovered their own fumble in the end zone right before halftime. Yeah, and then they had a Winston threw a terrible pass that was about to be picked off by two U of L defensive backs who instead ran into each other trying to intercept the pass, and it went right into the arms of his receiver for a touchdown. Like everything that could have gone wrong in that game did, and we sh- we should have won it again. We could easily be, we could easily be six and two against these guys. Since joining the ACC, at the very, I mean, potentially seven and one, but six and two, it feels like we should have won that game and the 2018 game as well. But they also, I guess, they have a claim for 2017. But four and four, I guess you would have taken that when we came into the league at the time that we did. You certainly would not have taken zero and eight against Clemson. But four and four against FSU with a couple of, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda games. I think we probably all would have signed up for that back in in 2014. I agree. You're doing that a lot today. You just. Is that a bad thing? You're just you're just jumping in when I'm talking, and then just not when I'm done. You just you, nothing else to add. <laughs> that worry you a little bit. That maybe, maybe the th- things have changed. With, is that going to like mess with the the mojo for the maybe, night's maybe. game? Maybe you're not. You're, you're I, not I, I mean, I'm, I'm being. My, I'm. I mean, I'm a little. I'm just nervous. I guess for tonight a little bit. Let's. I can tell. Let's spotlight some players. If you were pinpointing, give me one player who you think has to have a big game tonight for Louisville to win, and give me one player who you think is going to have a big game for Louisville tonight. Well, I have to. I mean, this is it's an obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, if you don't say Malik, then I don't. I just, you've never watched us play. I mean, that's he is. I mean, our team it wins and loses by his play, without a doubt. Um, but I'd like to see a big game out of Evans. I would like to see. You know, I mean, not, not that we haven't seen one slightly already, but I'd like to see kind of a breakthrough. Has he? I don't. I don't think has he had a hundred yards. In, in, he didn't. He have hasn't. A, no. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see a nice. Like I like to see him break like a good sixty yarder and end up finishing with like one hundred and thirty yards a night. Like, that's what I would like to see, especially with that. That would tell me also at some point that a we're being successful with our run and setting up our pass, and b maybe it helps tells me that we've got the lead and we're holding on to it the right way instead of letting them come back like they have always. And sometimes we hold on, sometimes we don't. Give me a predictive player. Either side of the ball, who do you think does step up tonight and has a big game for Louisville? Um, I'm gonna say Marshawn Ford. I like that. He's been very quiet this year. Uh, he looked rattled after the he took the the quote you know was it or was it not targeting? Mm. Um, could that have affected you know him dropping a ball that went right into his hands on that fourth down? It maybe did. I mean, probably know he was still a little you know woozy. But I, I think he he's had a slow start. It's been a you know I think he has a big game tonight. Uh, Malik using him as especially as much as anything as a safety net drop off. 
and he ends up with uh, kind of like Austin Eichler in the fourth quarter last night. Nine, like he gets gets like five or six passes for sixty yards. I can see. That. I think it's a good pick because you mentioned it. <clears throat> Marshawn has been the guy. That, I mean, he was our leading receiver last year, mm-hmm. and him coming back was a big deal. He's been on a lot of these like top returning tight ends in America list in the preseason. His number though. Yeah, I mean, maybe change it back. Yeah, this, yeah, like, is this, I mean, this is a Mikhail Malik situation? I mean, he went to five, too. Like, it's just a random switch. He, It does feel like he's due for a bigger game. And I think some of that starts with Malik. Because he, he's the obvious answer for who has to play well. If, well, if, yeah. I mean, I've already said it during the show today. Florida State's not going to let him do to them what he did to UCF last week, which is kill them with design runs. Like, he'll he'll get his with, with in the running game, because he always does to a certain extent. But he's going to have to beat them the way that he's beaten them the last two years, which is through the air. He's been great against them throwing the football, and the offensive line is going to have to give, give him time. Receivers are going to have to get space and then make plays. But Malik, cut and dry. Like, you can't put it any simpler than, he, than, than, than Scott Satterfield did earlier this week. He's got to be better throwing the ball. He's got to be more accurate. He's got to get the ball out sooner. And he's got to, you know, get it to where it's supposed to be on time. If he doesn't, if he looks like he did the last two weeks throwing the ball, we're going to get beat. As far as, like, I've already said I think the guy who I think does have a big game tonight, Marshawn Ford's a, a very good pick. I'm going with Amari Huggins-Bruce. Yeah, you we, will, need, yeah. we need a dynamic playmaker. I think he has that ability. I think when Satterfield was talking about trying to get more guys involved, by the way, the light just went on when I said that. So <laughs> I think that's a good sign. It's either, it's either Douglas or it's uh, upside-down Scott Satterfield from 2019 <laughs> telling us good things. Now, I feel even better about this Amari Huggins-Bruce thing, but I, I think – when Satterfield was talking about needing to spread the ball around more and getting the ball into the hands of playmakers, I feel like AHB was kind of the guy that he was talking about. It just seems like good things happen when we start looking his way a little bit more. So I, I think he has a big game. I think he has a chance to, you know, if we set up a couple of these dynamic plays. We have not had a play of 50 yards or more so far this season. And that's been one area where Scott Satterfield's teams have been very, very good. We've been in the top 15 in the country in dynamic plays of 50 yards or more all three of the last years. We had 15... <laughs> Three years ago, we had uh, 11 in the COVID season, and we had 10 last year. We've had none through two games so there, far There, this there year. are games under Satterfield where we have looked horrible offensively, and yet we still have somehow produced a 60 or 70-yard yeah. play. That's, that's, that, pit, that was kind of his MO the first mind with, with J.B. on Hawkins when they, the pit game uh, that, uh, that still haunts me but when they put all the guys in the box. And Hawkins had, like, what, 10 carries for 11 yards? But he had one carry for 70 yards, so when you look yeah. at the statue, it's like, hey, didn't, didn't do too bad. Dude. It was 75. They kicked in the end yeah. zone. We, we ran a whatever play <laughs> to just try to run out the clock, and he went for 75 and scored. We, the rest of the game, I think he averaged a yard a carry. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> we have not had those types of plays so far this season, and I think that's a big part of the reason why this offense has only put up 27 points through two games. So yeah. the dynamic play has to come back, and I think Amari Huggins-Bruce is a guy who can make that happen. Defensively, I- I'm going to point at Monty Montgomery. We've met, obviously the defensive line has to be very good against this this really good and fast running attack for Florida State, but Montgomery's probably, I mean, no disrespect to Abdullah or Momo Sonogo, I feel like Monty's probably our fastest linebacker, maybe our most athletic guy. He's been you know, since he got here. He's been his mo has kind of been making big plays behind the line of scrimmage where that he you know, gets there on blitzes or just reads things properly. Monty has there's no other way to say it. He has not looked like himself for the, for the first two games this year. I don't know if it's still lingering effects from the injury from last year. But if he's not, kind of like Malik, if he's not better than he's been so far this year, I think Louisville is going to have a really, really hard time shutting down FSU's run game. And he's also on plays where FSU spreads us out 
and get some linebackers in single coverage, he's probably going to have to cover some like, like FSU running backs in space. He's probably going to have to cover a tight end or two. Like he's going to have to do some coverage stuff as well tonight. So I, I think Monty has to be much, much better than he's been. And if he is, the defense has a chance to, to have a, a type of game again like they had last week against UCF, which is doing enough to put us in position to win. Yeah, so, I, know, I know the record shows it, but we've got to win the turnover battle. Got to win the turnover battle. I have mean, not I, won it yet this year. I mean, I know, I know it's 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 such a easy thing to say, but and that that, that you can say that from probably in every game except for maybe South Florida. I think that's one game we could probably lose turnover battle and still hopefully win. But you you, you got to in this game. I mean, you can, you can't. I mean, because I'm not very confident about them stopping about them being us and us being Louisville stopping their run and containing it. I'm not either. I mean, we did. They're really good. Yeah, we didn't contain it last year. We haven't. We never contained it. And last year they weren't even as good a running team as they are this year. So I, I am very worried about that. All right. Early in the show, I asked for pictures from people. You know, if you're tailgating at Cardinal Stadium or on your way or, you, you know, you're watching the game somewhere, uh, shoot us a picture on the text line or tweet it at us. Props to the guys. I got a go-karts from Florida here. Nice setup there at the beach. Got the, the Cardinal Yeti with the speaker box listening to us at the beach. What better way to listen to Trevor Kelsey than you know, with your own shirt off and, you know. <laughs> Waves and sun right so in front someone, of you. Someone's on the on the beach right now. Listening to you talk. Have a smoke for me, buddy. That a boy. And if they try to tell you no, be like, look, I'm sitting on a freaking ashtray, okay? Speaking of having a smoke, we, I have a text from three Cardinal fans that are in Denver, uh, apparently getting ready for the game out there on the text line. <laughs> nice. Head on over to our friends over at Blake Street Tavern by Coors Field. If you're in that area, they always have a game watch party for big U of L games. I think they sent me an email earlier this week saying their doors will open at 530 uh, Eastern time. I guess that would be 330 out there. So go on and make it out there. Enjoy it with Cardinal fans. Texture says, Mike, all the FSU media people are saying their linebackers are a strength. Best linebackers in several years. Eh. I mean, their defensive line to me is tougher than their their linebackers, but I guess we'll find out in a few hours. Texture says, one thing that I have come to know from this show is that if Mike says something, bet the opposite. Sheesh. You're not wrong. (laughs) Not wrong. So you're saying I'm, then whatever I say, you bet on it, Collar? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You You were right last night. In the, uh, I'm gonna take it and run with it. Oh, oh! I said that. I just checked. I made a. I finally. I bet Churchill Downs. Why didn't you give me the horse? I hit the trifecta. Four, five, six, and eight. Of course you didn't. T- you could have told me about it. Sorry. How much did it pay? Forty-seven dollars eighty-two cents on a fifty-cent bet. So if I'd have bet a dollar, I would have won like hundred bucks. Yeah, well, it would have been a dollar bet, but you had to, you would have had to have boxed it so that it would have been a six-dollar bet. Of course, it's all moot because it, I would have had to have been told the to bet by you. Sorry. You give me the loser and you take the winner for yourself? You're such a I did it when I was, I was blown away. I was going to tell you I was blown away by how clean the bathroom was there. I lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The bathroom looks immaculate in there. I was ready to hold my nose. It, somebody cleaned it all up. The, it actually flushes now. They've got soap in there. There's a towel, for God's sake. Yeah, the towel is cut. I cool, lost right? my train of thought after that, that bathroom experience. I, I saw the towel, too, and I'm like, ooh, fancy. I'm I, I know. Sometimes we don't have colorful soaps as well. There's a multi-layered <laughs> toilet paper rack that has room for multiple rolls. I, what, I feel like I'm the damn Hyatt. It's incredible. That, well, that actually was in there before. You just didn't notice it because you probably. So I was holding my breath yeah. and trying to like, get out of there as soon as I could. It's awful. Uh, but, yeah, so apologies. I, I told you I can bet horses. I, yeah, you just don't you just don't you keep it to yourself, you selfish. Sorry. I didn't bet the one that I gave out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Texas says bold prediction. I think whoever loses this game, uh, the coach will be fired by the end of the season. It's certainly possible. I mean, yeah, I mean we could I mean of course they could lose and win the rest of the games and vice versa, but there's it's the odd the, I I will say this, the, the odds of it go up very highly. 
that the, whoever loses this game tonight is going to be unemployed in a year. Who does who's Florida State play after this? I mean, uh, Boston College. Yeah, at so home. Their schedule is kind of like ours. Yeah, <laughs> where it's if I if I remember looking at it correctly at the beginning of the season, let me pull it up right here. I think it's more back loaded than it is front heavy because ours is is clearly. I mean, well, no, they got a nice stretch after Boston College. They've got Wake at Wake at home, then at NC State, ooh, and then Clemson. Ooh, okay, so yeah, that's yeah. They play. They that's tough. This is this is this is why this might honestly that that's that I answer on question of which who it means more to. It may be to Florida State because that that, right. that stretch right there post Boston College, that's a pretty tough stretch. Because if we lose this one, we could theoretically bounce back. It obviously depends on how you if, you know. There's a difference between losing this game by forty and yeah, losing it on like but, a last second field goal. But theoretically, we could bounce back. You expect, regardless of what tonight's score, you expect to beat USF next week, and then you go to and bus. then you got Virginia and BC yeah. who don't look great so far. You could win both those games pretty much again, regardless of how you look tonight. And if you're four and two going into the second half of the season, nobody's second going half to being be pit, by yeah, the way. yeah, nobody's going to th- like throw a party. But also, we'll have enough confidence to say, man, you know, maybe they might be able to beat two of these teams, get to six and six, go to a bowl game. Yeah, they're uh, not throwing a party, but more importantly, they're not also throwing a lynching. Exactly. It, it won't be like people won't be all woe is me just yet. I know I think they'll realize that it's a much, much tougher second half of the schedule. But Florida State, yeah, you lose this one. You, you feel good about, against BC at home next week, but then you're hosting a ranked Wake Forest team on the road against a ranked NC State team and then hosting a, a very good Clemson team. Those are potentially three losses in a row. It's the same thing that we're staring down the second half where we have five games uh, out of six against ranked opponents. So We'll be curious to see what Boston College looks like at Florida State because then we get them next. So I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see because I mean, right now BC's probably going to be one and two going to that game. They play Maine this week. Surely, so God, I think they'd be. Maine. Yeah, you think so? So I mean, if Florida, so BC's like one and three, and confidence level just completely wiped out. Jerkovich is done. Uh, I mean, yeah, I just I'd be happy to see that opposed to a BC team that maybe bounces back and beats them. Here's but the reason why we you. need to beat Florida State so Florida State's angry and takes out on Boston College, and then we get a Boston College team as a result that's worn down. Everything works and aligns if we get to win tonight, people. Here's a question for you, and this is totally jumping the gun, but this is this is sports right. Sorry. We beat FSU tonight, then we run off three wins in a row. We beat USF, we beat BC, we beat Virginia. It's You're 5-1. and one. You've still only really got one I guess good win in the eyes of the public, depending on how Florida State does after they play mm, us, or Central Florida maybe. If, if if we're in that position, I can almost guarantee Jimmy Sexton goes to Josh Hurd and tries to push for a Scott Satterfield contract. Extension. No, don't do it. No, I would. Do you do think it. it would play? If we're five and one, we'd probably be. I don't know. We we might not be ranked, but we'd be like right outside the polls. Well, I don't know. It depends on how the polls look. I doubt we'd be ranked because. Five and one ACC teams always yeah, get but five and one ACC teams with what with five wins against nobody. So it doesn't matter. I mean, People will, they'll look at the record. It will. It, it could. We'll it's be possible. close. We'll we might re- not be ranked. We'll be close. I think we'll get receiving votes. Let's let's meet halfway there. Agreed. For sure. I mean, they'll yeah. absolutely be getting votes. Yeah. Are you asking if, if if I'm okay with the extension at that point? Do you think it would play with the fan base? Do you think the fan base would say, okay, or do because I, I think a majority of the fan base would be look at what we have ahead. We've got five ranked opponents, at least as of right now, that they're ranked. They might not be in, in, in four weeks. What if we lose out? What if we're five and one and we pull a Steve Cragthorpe mm-hmm. from twenty uh, from, from two thousand nine or two thousand eight, I guess it was, and we end up five and seven. I would, don't go to a bowl game. I I'll be right, I'll tell you right now. I mean, now personally I would not be okay with an extension. I wouldn't point. either. I would not be okay at all. 
Um, seven and one. Let's talk, maybe. Seven and one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, well we're, 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 I'm willing to have the discussion at that point. I'm not saying I'm still completely on board, but I'm willing to have the discussion. But five and one, no. And, and with the fan base in general, I think I would go majority would not be okay with it. I think there would be a minority that would be. I don't think it would be a small minority. I think it would be like 65, 45, maybe. That's not I the right math. That's 110. Not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it, Make that, it easy on yourself. Just say 64. 60-40, yeah. In that area, I think it would be 60% against it. I mean, the, the thing is, the ones that are for it are probably already for it at this point anyway. They're kind of Satterfield supporters, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You have every right to be. Like you say, we're not going to tell you how to fan unless you're just a complete idiot. And I don't think that makes you a complete idiot just yet, but you have every you have you have support in in, in your reasoning. And if Turd does do it and he comes out and I mean, it's, while I don't agree with it, there is the reasoning for it. If I, I mean you're five and one, you got a recruiting class that's at least in some cases have publicly said, "Hey, we're we're coming there." Whether if he's not there, we're not there, kind of thing. I think you're right. I mean, I think. I, I would I would not agree with it, but I would not be also slightly shocked at it either. Okay, now the guy who's listening to us from the beach just sent a follow-up picture of him holding a cigar and saying, Trevor, I'm having a smoke for you also. That's Look at my, that that's my man. Where Look is at he that. in Florida? He just said in Florida. Go cards from Florida. Okay. It's a great-looking beach. Man's by living it up. By the way, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him out on this. I just placed that order, boom, t- and then he just canceled it on me without even reasoning. Oh, fives are off. You guys suck. Fives Don't or, you're, you've lost me now. Never again. <laughs> Text like, says if Louisville wins tonight, are they ranked next week? No. No, God, no. They might get like a, a pity vote or two. I mean, no. From who? From why? I mean, Florida State's right on the outside of the polls, so like they. Oh, and you don't, I don't think you realize how little attention these voters pay to like college football. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't. Like they will. If that is the case, and I do. I am ignoring that. I will make a bet if Louisville wins tonight. Louisville will get votes next week. They will not be ranked, but they but they will get votes. A two and one team. Syracuse isn't even getting votes yet, have they? Syracuse is getting votes. Okay. Yeah. Louisville will get votes from somebody because they beat Florida State. It's a Friday night game. People will be watching. They'll get votes. It won't be many. It'll be like two, three, four. But somebody will Speaking vote. Speaking of for Syracuse, it. I forget that's a we're gonna talk huge about huge game. We're gonna talk about. It. I mean, yeah, huge Purdue's getting votes right now. Huge game. Um. Yeah. We, 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 we pick segments coming up next. Texture says my final score prediction is cards win 29-26. FSU just isn't good as advertised. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah, we'll see. Texture says the poor kickoff kid, Trevor's worst nightmare would be Devin Hester. He finishes the marathon of getting the tee out there, and Hester just houses it. What if you had to do back-to-back? <laughs> just a high-five me's walking, running by. <laughs> I mean, it would be it would be like when Kramer was the ball boy at, at, at tennis, right? And he, he's going so slow at it, he just runs over the tennis player. Texas, ah, football traditions that nobody talks about: the family fight while packing the car for a tailgate, then a car ride of silence before we all decide to have fun again. Football is back. It's so true. It's the, the games are so stressful till you actually get there, and then before and after. Also, like I am, I think I've gotten better over the years. But I am at my most like I'm a pretty even killed guy. Even when like, I'm upset, I'm very much the this is the the Catholic guild in me. Like I will internalize my emotions until I die. Like that's just it. Like everything's fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. But if you want to catch me at a time where I might be willing to snap, where I'm just not going to let things just you know fall off my back and just just keep it inside, it's in the moments immediately after a U of L loss. 
And so those those times when I'm walking back to the car or I'm stuck in traffic, like it's the only time where you kind of have to be a little bit like got to be a little bit soft with me. Got to be a little bit careful with me because I'm liable <laughs> walk, to just walk on shells slightly. Anything is going I'm to still currently. Yeah. I, I, like, like I said, I'm much better than I was like 10, 15, 20 oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still not not great. It's night and day with me. I mean, it's listen, I. I, I can tell. I can. Some of the most heated fights I've ever had with 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 the, in a relationship have come after a loss. I mean, let's, I'm not even going to bring up the 2001 NFC Championship game when we lost to the Rams and Eagles. So I mean, that was a whew, that was a knockdown brawl after the game almost because because I because I was getting yelled at for stupid something stupid and we. Just, but now I, I I I'm nowhere near that anymore. Like I does a loss like ruin my evening and kind of spoil my weekend yeah but i've i've moved yeah I'm, I'm long beyond like snapping at somebody who's just giving me crap because after a loss like i'm okay i've moved on with that texas would you take well, louisville, bad, though. would you take louisville winning out and keeping our recruiting class in football if it meant the iarp handed out a two-year postseason ban no no sorry we're a little i mean no no i not two-year ban no well hold on now I'm, if we no, if we won out, would this include like in this hypothetical? If this hypothetical included winning out, winning the ACC, and like going to the playoffs, well, does winning out? Would you think winning out would get us the ACC? It would depend. Like if we beat if Clemson's like undefeated and we beat them, we'd need a little bit of help probably because the Syracuse lost, and we need like Syracuse to go like ten and two. For the sake of saying in this hypothetical that it does, I I would take a playoff berth if it meant two years postseason ban in basketball. I would. <sighs> I would. I mean, maybe well, maybe this year ban, but not to. I, I, I can't know. I, I don't know if I can wait. That means we're now, what, like four years removed from playing an NCAA tournament? Yeah. I, I mean. Well, more than that. I, yeah. I, I, I don't Because we had 2020 was COVID. Didn't make it last year. Didn't make it the year before. Here's the thing, man. That'd be five straight years without the NCAA tournament. Trevor's going to tell Trevor's on limited time here, okay? Trevor doesn't have years to waste. Just to have a nice little, not have a, just to have a good football season when it comes to basketball postseason. I, I want, I'm, I want the football team to do well, but not at that extent. I can't give up two years. No, sorry. You're only forty two. <laughs> Time forty two going on sixty eight. I would take that deal if it's just winning out and going like eleven and one, but nothing after that. Eh, I'd probably have to say no. That's me. That's a lot to give up, man. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good either or. It's a good hypothetical. All right, we, t- we have to take a break. When we come back, it's pick segment time. We're going to pick the high school game of the week. I can't even pick what I want for dinner, let alone a game. The notable <laughs> local games here in college football, the big games of the weekend in college football, and then we'll end it with our picks for tonight's game between Florida State and Louisville. Keep it locked right here. More of the pre-pregame show here on 1450, 961, and 970 WGTK rolls on next. Sick man rock on his deathbed. Suck MCs, She's jocking. Now how you like me now? Syracuse is a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. The Orange are 2-0. and They beat us, obviously, badly. They beat UConn badly. Purdue bounced back from its season-opening you know, heartbreaking loss to, uh, to to Penn State with a 56-0 win over Indiana State last week. Uh, I'll let you go first here, TK. What are you thinking? You are Bring Brom Home guy. I am. And this, 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 not the Twitter account, but... <laughs> no, I swear I'm not. Even though some people think you are. I am not the Twitter account. I promise you. I swear I'm not. 
Why do I always find myself having to defend me against like awful people sometimes on here? Like I'm not that guy picking up kids. I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. I'm not. A, I'm not the problem Twitter account guy. Came with those three lumped together, but nonetheless, uh, yeah. Problem Twitter guy's like, screw you, dude. Like, what? <laughs> ah, man, this is a hard one because I mean, on one hand, I want to see Purdue just dem- demolish Syracuse. On the other hand, I. I don't know. I mean, this is straight up. I'm taking Purdue to win, taking the taking the Boilermakers. I, I, yeah, Purdue to win. I would certainly feel better about everything, regardless of what happens tonight, if Syracuse wins this game. Right? You of feel course. more optimistic oh, yeah, about the rest yeah, of the season I mean, if Syracuse wins. Like I, I'm definitely torn. Like I, I'm, love the Brahms. Would I root for Purdue because I've got friends that coach there. Um, but as a Louisville fan, I definitely want Syracuse to win just so I can have maintain some hope for the rest of the season or maintain more hope depending on what happens tonight. I think Purdue wins. I, I'm not I'm not fully buying into what we saw from Syracuse in week one. I think that was, to, to quote the FSU fans, I think that was more about us than it was about them. I hope we find that out long term. But if not, I'll be happy. But I'm going with Purdue straight up. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I don't think Purdue does. What was the line again, remind me? Uh, Syracuse is a one-and-a-half point favorite. I don't think Purdue goes up there and does what like we kind of like the, the the doomsday scenario or the like perfect scenario if you're an anarchist for sports radio around here is like Louisville loses tonight and Purdue goes up there and wins by like fifty right like if you if you just yeah. want pure chaos on the road like that's the doomsday scenario. No, I mean if you're if you're yeah if you're if you're the guy that runs the account then that's what you want. Or hell, I mean like if we even if we win I tonight mean, and they go up there and they win by like sixty tomorrow, then people are gonna flip out regardless. Yeah, I think Purdue wins, but I think it's very close. I think they I go they go up there and they win by three. I'll say they kick a last second field goal. They right the wrongs of the late game clock mismanagement against Penn State and they get the job done. All right, it's time tonight. 7.30 kickoff, ESPN. We're going to hand things over to the pregame show with Paul Rogers right after we get off the air here. You can hear all the action on 970 WGTK. Cards taken on the Knolls, home opener, red out, Friday night, Michael Bush retire, or honoring jersey night. I'll go first because I think I'm less confident than you are. Are they not retiring his jersey technically? They're honoring it, yeah. It's, okay. it's different. It's different. It means somebody else can wear 29, right? So, yeah, we've only retired Lamar and, and Unitas. Yeah. I it was twenty nine, right? Yeah. Or did he just was that his NFL number? What are you wearing? Do you, do you wear twenty nine NFL? We don't have time for this. Right? Okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I've tried to delay me picking. By the way, I wish I had more confidence than I do, but I, I, I'm also like like last week I was certain that we were going to lose to UCF, and I don't feel that way this week. And I, maybe I wish I maybe I, it'd be better if I did because we obviously won last week. But I was I, I had very very little confidence in Louisville's ability to get the job done against UCF. I'm admitting right now I've got no idea what the hell to expect tonight. None. We could win by 30. We could lose by 30. We could win by three. We could lose by three. Nothing would shock me at this point. I expect it to be a close game. I think like the defense is going to not be as piss poor as they were against Syracuse. I don't think they're going to be as good as they were against UCF. I think they'll keep us in the game. At the end of the day, the offense just has not been good enough so far. I think they'll be better tonight. I don't think they'll be good enough to, to pull a win over a, a what looks like to, to be a good, maybe not great FSU team. I'm going to say turnovers end up plaguing us. We fall to 2-17 and 17 when losing the turnover battle under Satterfield and 0-17 oh when trailing at the end of the third quarter. I'm going to go Florida State 31-26. What do you got? Pick me up. Would love to be wrong three weeks in a row. 
If you are, then I will be too. Um, I think Malik does play okay in this game, but I think he does struggle. And I think the turnover battle is lost. I think Florida State is improved. I think we have trouble stopping the run. As a result, I'm going Florida State mm. 27, Louisville 17. Okay. Okay. All right. We're both going to be wrong. That's all I want. We've been wrong the first two weeks. Let's make it three in a row. I just want to We're ready. Just, just pick it back up now. Pick it back up. Just pick it back up. Pick it back up. Go on, cards. Set Louisville 38. Florida State, nothing, baby. Suck it, Burgundy. Suck it, Garnet. Suck it, whatever you are. Go Cards. Beat FSU. Let's get this done tonight. Let's have a – man, Monday will be a whole hell of a lot of fun if we can get this done. Brian Brown, make me look like a goober. Make me look like the fat idiot everyone on the text line thinks I am. Make us both look very dumb. Let's get this done tonight. Everybody have a fantastic game night. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you guys Monday at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Beat FSU. If you're ready, why you stuttering? I ain't I'm a show why they call it dirty. That is no worse than a player. Haters can see worthy. Heard of me then? Hell no. Before I met you, then heard of me now. Atlanta, Georgia, where the dirty.